Hi, I'm Milky Way. And this is Pouch. And this is SPJ Dizzle. From Dropping Lows Podcast. And you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dropping Loads. Like always, I'm Milky Way. And I'm Pouch. And that's it, dude. Right? That, last that, one. That's how you start the fucking last episode? That's it, dude. Yep. <laughs> last one, bro. Last episode. Um, so, we wanted to do something a little bit way, way different from what we did in the past. Um, this actually kind of was conceived like... A year ago, right? Like, a year ago, we're just like, wouldn't it be fucking funny if we just ask a bunch of people we know to send in a clip of them talking for a few minutes without any context? Yeah. yeah. But I feel like, you know, because this was planned when, for the 300th, like, a long time ago, before we knew it was possibly going to be the last one. Yeah. So I feel like now there is some sort of context. Like, I, I haven't listened to these clips, but I'm pretty sure most of them are going to talk about the podcast. Yeah, possibly, but, like, the way yeah. I phrased it with literally everybody was just give me a, give me approximately three minutes talking about whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't matter what it has. It doesn't matter what it's about. It's, yeah. It just needs to be three minutes long. I mean, of course, some people didn't didn't uh, follow correct directions, but still, it doesn't matter. Most people. Most of Most them did. People. I'm looking at the times right now. Yeah. There's one person Two. that got it. Three minutes on the dot, well, 3.01, and there's another person that got it at three minutes and 17 seconds. Yeah, but two people did not hit the mark, and we will talk about that. But, yeah, so, yeah, th- there was no context. I mean, like, yeah, there was context only because of the of, it was the end of um, dropping loads, but there was no context uh, for, for these people that we asked to record. I literally just said... It can be about whatever you want. And I've had so many people um, re- ask me and reiterate. So it can be about whatever we want. Whatever you want. So, But what do I talk about? Whatever the fuck you want to talk about. Like, just exactly. as I, I have no restrictions, just three minutes. Um, I think it was, like, partially your idea. So why did you want it? Why did you think it was a good idea back in the day? Well, I personally think that talking by yourself is one of the hardest things to do. Like, I really can't do that. Okay, so like, it's a good I, thing I didn't ask you to do it. I struggle to do that. You know, when I make, like, the dumbed-down videos, I have to do it. And at first it was harder, but now I'm getting a little better. But I think, like, just talking to a phone or to a mic by yourself is just the weirdest thing to me. So um, I just wanted to see how people would do under that uh, circumstance. Okay. I mean, like, yeah. I, I just thought it would be funny to throw people for a loop. Just to be like, yeah, I, I want three minutes of you talking about something. What does that have to be? Nothing. Just whatever you want it to be about. I just thought it would be funny to do that. Um, yeah, and I also wanted to see what some people would talk about. Yeah, I agree. You know, it, I, I have a feeling probably 80% of these are going to be about the podcast because it's coming to an end. Maybe. But the original idea is I wanted to see what people would randomly talk about. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is that's also something that well, that intrigued me. But I, I just like I remember when we were when we were discussing it. I think we we're on a road trip or something. We we're we we're out somewhere. We weren't at one. Of, well, we weren't at the studios or anything like that. We were just like discussing what do we want to do for the three hundred. And I was just like, and, and I think we started giggling about this only because well, for me, I started giggling about it because I was just like, oh, this will be fucking hysterical because I I, I want to throw people for a loop because they'll be so confused. That's that was my idea at least. Um, yeah so so yeah uh but, but yeah so over the last two months i have nagged so many people asking them for about a three for about three to five minutes of the of a, an mp3 of them talking for three to five minutes and everybody's like three to five minutes that's really fucking long i don't think i can do three minutes i'm like then try your hardest uh yeah. i'm sure all you are uh, like for me all of, for me it's just a matter of like starting on something and then eventually you babble and then you realize oh shit it's been three minutes that's happened that happens to me all the time granted my solo episodes are only 45 minutes or, or half hours so like yeah and even then it feels like three hours whenever i record for 30 minutes you know yeah um, it feels it feels long and that's why maybe you know some of these people went w- way over like we have one that's like 10 minutes long yeah but but I, I understand the people that went under. Maybe they talked for what seemed like an eternity, and when they stopped talking, it's like you know, a minute, two yeah. minutes. Yeah. 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 And one of them, which we'll, we will get to, gave me a, a, a gave me like two minutes. I was like, no, nah, you got to redo this. And then like he came back and was like, he came back with ten minutes just to fuck up, <laughs> just to shut me the fuck up. And now uh, to be fair, I I, I fucked up. Uh, Milky's like, you should just let him submit that. And I'm just like. Yeah, shit, you're right. I should have done that. Like, because I was listening to them. I was listening to them at first, like, kind of pre-screening them at first. And then Milky's like, don't do that. And I'm just like, yeah, you're right. Okay, I, I won't do that anymore. So Yeah, I, I really want to be surprised by, like, what I'm going to hear. I only heard three, two. Like, right now, I only know two. The rest okay. I didn't. Especially the person that I asked to redo it. Like, I heard his original. But then the second time he resubmitted, again, to shut me up with ten minutes, he, I, didn't, I, he, I didn't listen to that. So yeah, it'd be funny if it's two minutes and then eight minutes of dead air. That would be fucking hysterical. <laughs> that would be great, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did that either. Um, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, the last two months it's just me nagging so many people. I need your three minute clip. I need your three minute clip. A lot of lots of like, oh, um, is it really just? Is it three minutes or what is it about? Whatever you want, it can be anything as long as it's three minutes. Lots of that. So, uh, yeah, lots of nagging over the last two months. Some of them, I, uh, some of them, one of them was just submitted yesterday. Um, yeah. Some, some were submitted immediately, and some I had to really, really nag to get. Um, so yeah, but before we start, I do want to throw this shout out to, um, one Ben Dorst or Fred Dorst or whatever we called them back in the day. Um, the, one of the, one of the creators of the BS podcast network, a good buddy of ours. He used to be a podcaster, but he retired in favor of his family. Um, I tried to get him on, uh, at least while I, rather I tried to get a, a clip from him, but like shit happens, life gets in the way and it's obviously no hard feelings i don't care um he did let me he did give me permission to talk about this his father was diagnosed with cancer so that's a pretty good reason why he didn't want to fucking submit a three-minute clip to a dopey ass podcast so i understand uh so we just wish um his dad uh you know good health hopefully he gets better soon i'm hoping that it's not it's not not too difficult of a a road to getting better and uh so he did want me to read something um 
He did want me to read something though, so I, I'm gonna read that. Uh, I'm gonna read that for you guys now, uh, just so that there's a little bit of a presence from Dorse here. He said, "Thank you, DLP, for 300 episodes. I wish you all well. I appreciate you guys for coming on the network in the beginning and for all the fun that we had together. Good luck in all of your future endeavors." Fred Dorst out. All right. Yeah. So. Good dude. Um, like I, I reached out to him, and I, I didn't think he was gonna do it. You know, I really didn't think he was gonna do it. But he's just like, "Fuck yeah, I'll do it." But of course, shit got in the way. And he couldn't do it. But that's okay. Um, but yeah, I was, I was surprised when he's like, "I'll do it, definitely for you guys. I'll do it." And I was like, "Oh, cool, okay." Yeah, but, and yeah. he was always like a, you know, back in the days, a big supporter, and yeah. he had us, you know, him and um, Stephen Dominguez had us on their podcast several times, and you know, we had a good relationship going there for a yeah. few years. We, we yeah we had fun they were they were good dudes I mean we I still talk to Steven occasionally because uh, you know we're on the, the network um up, up until this episode uh so yeah and you know it's it's been they're cool and I'm glad to have at least a little bit of a presence from Ben Dorse in this episode so thanks 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 Ben thanks for for uh, your help and support and being cool with us for the last few years thank you very much and I hope everything ends up well with what he's dealing with his family and everything and I hope nothing but the best for him and his family yep. Um, so, so, so have we, have we talked about who we asked for these minutes? Like, did we even mention that is particularly people involved in the podcast in the past or no, we uh, haven't, but yeah, okay. but that, that's pretty much what it was. I reached out to, um, as many people that played a big part in, in the podcast, um, well, I mean, not a big part, but have played a part in the podcast and have been in at least a couple of episodes. That was the, kind of the criteria. At least two episodes, I think, is the criteria. Um, so, And, of course, the semi-perms had to have uh, their own clip as well. But mostly yeah. people that have been at least on, like, one or two ep- – at least two episodes, I believe. Maybe one of them wasn't, but he was still a big part of it. Um, so yeah, that's, that was like, and I, and I reached, I cast a pretty wide net, some of them, and then like halfway through, we just, I added like two or three more just to see if I could get them. And I was afraid we weren't going to get enough and we did. So we're, we're fine. Um, so this is how it's going to go. We're going to listen to the clip in its entirety and then just bullshit and comment on it afterwards. Right. Yes. I guess we'll, we'll let it play. No talking while we just listen and then we'll come back with whatever, uh we have about it you know maybe we'll laugh at it maybe we'll just you know just add to a conversation or who knows who knows we'll see this is uh all off the cuff uh 300 episodes this is this is what we came up with guys i'm sure it kind of fucking sucks considering (laughs) after everything that we've done but like yeah whatever it's what we came up with we thought it'd be fun so fuck off (laughs) all right so the first clip is from our good buddy Ryan Beagley, a huge supporter of the podcast, a great friend. Uh, last year, when episode 250, it almost fell apart, and um, I was just like, Ryan, can you do this? Last minute, he goes, I will, I'm on, I'm, I'm, I got your back, let's do this. Ryan's fantastic. If you haven't listened to that, episode 250 is a fucking laugh riot. I still feel shame for fucking up the Harry Potter um, question. Um, but great episode all around. Ryan pulled something great out of his ass. And, like, uh, in case you want to check him out, um, he's uh, he has two podcasts, Green Up Podcast and Lucky to Be Dad Podcast, where he, he just kind of sits down and talk, chats with his daughter. Um, he even sent us certificates after that. He did. He sent us certificates. For the winners. <laughs> yeah, I think I, – I just listened to it the other day, so it's pretty funny. Um, the first yeah. the first one was uh, – well, um, well, my team with, with, with Metal Ness was uh, – 
wasabi dick sauce and i think the certificate was for shitting sh- screwing the pooch or some shit like that Ooh, it was something yeah. stupid yeah that guy that guy's so into it again like many many thanks to ryan ryan is such a cool dude really big supporter of the podcast and an actual genuine friend so here sure. is his clip Low dropping loads of listeners. It's Ryan, a.k.a. Coach, from the Green Up Gaming and Lucky to be Dad podcast, starring Jillian. Uh, I've had a couple spots on Dropping Loads podcast before, and uh, I've had the boys on, on uh, Green Up Gaming a few times as well. Patch reached out to me and asked if I would record myself talking about anything for around three minutes for him uh, for Dropping Loads. Uh, anything is a very broad subject, so I, I was a little cautious with that. But uh, I am more than happy to help Pouch in dropping loads in any way I can. Uh, but I think Pouch has forgotten, since it's been a while since I've recorded and uh, released a podcast, that uh, when I have a subject that I'm passionate about, I tend to go on and on and on. So Pouch, it's very possible this will be a lot longer in three minutes, but I will try my best. I honestly don't remember when or how I got introduced to DLP. It was roughly around 2013, maybe early 2014. I know it was around episode 50. I guess my point is I've been a listener for years and I am a huge fan of the show. I've made sure I helped out in any way I could, whether it was spreading the word, retweeting, favoriting, whatever it was for DLP. Uh, And of course, when it came to their projects, I was always one of the first ones to get on board, whether it was purchasing it, buying it, whatever I could do to help DLP, I was going to do it. Uh, They have brought me countless laughs and... uh, between you and I, they've actually helped me through some very important life struggles throughout the years. Like any other podcast you listen to, you get to know them, the podcaster, and their lives, and you end up knowing more about them than they do about you. Well, unless you have a podcast and they listen to it as well. But overall, you'll end up growing a relationship with these podcasters. And almost every time, it's a, a one-way related relationship, right? You hear about their lives, what they're doing, what's going on. And if you're lucky, they interact with you on social media and you can build a little bit of a friendship with them. But you always tend to know more about them than they know about you. Uh, Pouch, Milky, Metal Ness, SPJ, and of course Taco have been more than just a podcast that I support and listen to. They've become my friends. Uh, With Green Up during my quote-unquote heyday as a podcaster, I hit a very tough crossroads. I lost my co-host and uh, anxiety and depression was really starting to hit me. Uh, Do I have what it takes to continue the show on my own? Does anyone give a fuck about me or my show? Uh, Do I have any idea what the fuck I'm doing with a podcast? Uh, The the members of DLP supported me and they helped encourage me to continue on. I've had many long chats with Pouch on the subject and with them I found my own strength and after a couple months, my show was doing better than ever had. I was having fun with it, and I felt good about what I was doing as a podcaster and what I was putting out. In my experience with independent podcasters, they can be fucking clicky and fake as hell. Um, You know that saying, uh, never meet your idols? really stood true for me when I actually got to meet some of the independent podcasters that I looked up to, um, which really put a bad taste in my mouth no pun intended Uh, but DLP was the complete opposite Uh, I think with their success comes their genuine appreciation enjoyment for podcasting and being with each other I mean it just shows in the life of this podcast 
not only did they help me with my podcast, but they were a huge influence in my life. Uh, I've never been much into metal. I knew some metal, right? But I was just never into it. But because of them, baby metal is played daily in my house. But it's more just than introducing me to, you know, a certain genre or a certain band. They gave me something I could bond with both my daughters. And it's just been absolutely amazing to have that. I mean, my wife hates it. She can't stand it. But for me and my girls, we love baby metal. And when it comes on, it's just insane. And it's gotten to the point that um, for one of Jillian's birthdays, she has a baby metal poster on her wall with the autographs of each one of the, the baby metal members. So it's and it's always going to be a part of her and Reese that we're always going to have that connection. Um, it, it does get a little bit uh, more personal for me as well. Uh, as an adult, I've always struggled with weight loss, um, you know, feeling like a failure, a disappointment an embarrassment, if you will. And I can count on one hand on how many people know about what I'm going through. And one of those people is a member of DLP. He has encouraged me. He has supported me. And I am forever grateful for DLP and for the opportunity to build this relationship I have with each of them. Um, people come and go out of your lives. And I feel individuals will come into your life when you need them the most and they fulfill a specific need, like a mentor, a coach, a friend, you know, a friend you can depend on or someone to kick you in the ass, you know, to get you going in the right direction. Um, it sucks that we are literally on the opposite side of the country because uh, I would love nothing more than to have lunch or get coffee with them or buy pizza and get a beer. Um, but no matter what I am to each member of DLP, they all mean a lot to me. And I will always support each and every one of them and whatever they're doing. And they know that no matter what they need, they need anything from me. All they have to do is reach out and I'll go to bat for them with whatever I need to do. Uh, so that's me. That's it. Um, I don't know where I'm at on time with this, but uh, I just want to say congrats on the 300. Um, thank you for letting me be a small part of DLP. It's an amazing show. It's brought me countless laughs. It's just been a part of my rotation listening to week in and week out. Uh, you all are amazing, in, amazing individuals, and together you created a masterpiece. I appreciate your friendships, and I appreciate um, the product that you gave us you guys are amazing and i wish you all nothing but the best of luck okay so first of all and i feel like he's done this before he likes calling paco taco and that cracks me up <laughs> yeah that cracks well, I, me up. i figured it was just a slip no, because th that's not the first time. Like, I just oh. re-listened to 250. He likes calling... He like he does call Paco Taco, and I think he just dis doesn't realize that it's, it's Paco. Um, and that it probably because, you know, it, it's uh, it's audio, and maybe we say it quickly, and he doesn't hear the, the P versus the T. So that cracked me up, because that that's not the first time. he call So yeah. there you go. He calls, he calls Paco Taco. That's one. Two, what's, funny, what's funny about that is that then her segment would be Tacos Taco. Tacos, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> Like I don't know if he realizes that, but like he, it's taco. He calls her taco for some odd reason, but it's fine. Um, and of course, just like you predicted, it's talking about the podcast, and he's incredibly sentimental. Um, yeah. And I love the guy for that. He's always been, always really been there for us, you know. So like, 
I appreciate that. And I, this is the one that I did hear first at first, and I did talk to him about it because I don't remember having conversations with him about like encouraging him to co- to continue green up at all. I don't remember that. He goes, dude, we did. We had a long conversation. It was it was very very helpful. And I'm like, fuck yeah, awesome. Okay, I'm glad I did it, but I don't remember. Um, but yeah, again, like it's just nothing more, nothing but gratitude and love for that dude. He's been so fucking great with us to us over the last few years, and uh, that's really what I have to say on that. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. And you know, he had a lot of kind uh, things to say about all of us, and I honestly just want to thank him because you know our podcast isn't big, and just to have someone that you know cared about it or that you know was a listener week and week week in week out and then also on top of that would be there any moment we we needed him for anything so yeah like he doesn't really have to thank us for anything like i i I, I think we have to thank him for being someone on the other side to actually listen to us and not only that like actually be someone who cared about what we had to say yeah i agree yeah he really did care, and, like, I feel like we definitely, he definitely did more for us than we did for him. Like, again, like, I'll never forget, like, when we, when we lost Eugene, he was the, he was the only one that really, like, the only, one of our podcast buddies, you know, like, our, our buddies that we met through podcasting, because, you know, there's no obligation, nobody has to comfort us, but he did, you know? He went on on Facebook and let us know, like, dude, I'm so sorry to hear about it, my condolences and shit like that, and I was like, wow, that, that meant a lot. Yeah, for sure. I remember, I remember I was talking about it when he posted something, when he said something after the Eugene thing. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, that was that was incredible. Like, I couldn't, I, like, I mean, we're just all kind of dealing with our thing. And he, he thought, he, we were in his thoughts enough for him to reach out. Like, we've never met him. He lives clear across the country, but he still felt the need to reach out to us. So, like, again, the gratitude is immense. Uh, Ryan has been so great to us. And, yeah, like you're you're right. You said it correctly. You said it right. Like we we if anything, we have to thank him more than he thanks us because he's done so much more for us and him than 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 we for him. Yeah, where where is he again? Is he in Portland? I think he's a I don't think he's in Portland proper. I think he works in Portland, but if I recall, he lives like outside of the city. That's what I remember. That could have changed cuz that's like super outdated information. That, that was like a few years ago when I remember he got his new jeep when he got promoted. Yeah, yeah. We gotta go. We gotta go over there one day. Fuck yeah, I'll go. Without yeah. a doubt, I'll go. We go. We should meet up with him. I'm down. Yeah, for sure. Go to a baby metal concert. I don't know about that. <laughs> Plus, like, I don't know if he wants us around his kids. Like, <laughs> with the way we talk, I don't know if he wants us around his kids. You know? Yeah. Come on. Wait, I mean, we... like, I, it's hard for me to censor myself. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I could do okay. You're good with kids. I'm not. So we'll 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 see what we we'll see about that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, very, like you know, I'm very grateful for his message, and I'm very grateful for the years of support he's given us. And uh, yeah, just thank you very much, Ryan. Yep, Ryan, you are awesome. Um, I almost feel like maybe we should have closed with that. Like it just seems like, like kind of. Uh, very sentimental and and I don't know if any of the other ones could reach that yeah but you know <laughs> it was it uh, we randomly picked which one except for the semi permits being at the end we kind of randomly picked which ones which order they were going to be in so yeah. what are you going to do um, although I knew what he I knew what it was about I didn't I don't know what most of the others are about so yeah yeah um, are, are we good on that do you want to move on 
Yeah, we can move on before I start crying. I almost started crying during his uh, six-minute clip, by the way. Really? Not really, but <laughs> I, did, I did actually um, felt everything he was saying. Then why would you say that if you, if you, did, you weren't about to actually start crying? If the, Okay, the... the <laughs> So his recording was six minutes and 29 seconds. If it probably went to seven minutes, I probably would have cried. I'll well, tell you that. Much. 30 seconds, man. 30 seconds. Yeah. That was the difference between Milky crying and not. Yeah, um, you fucked up, Brian. <laughs> so I love that. I'm just like, really? No, I wasn't about to cry. Like, why the fuck would you even say that then? Okay. Because uh, I, cause, cause I, I, I felt like it could have been close. Really? That's why. Okay. Yeah, I got really sentimental and I was very moved by it. So yeah, like I yeah. I wasn't about to start crying, but it was definitely getting there. So I agree. I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Um so yeah, again, a hundred times thank you, Ryan, for being such a great supporter over the years and genuine friend. Um next clip is from uh someone I consider my brother, uh Steve. He is the website, or the webmaster, I guess at this point, designer and the webmaster of DroppingLills.com and our logo designer. And we've had him, I thought we only had him on for one episode, but we've had him on for at least two. Um, yeah, maybe three. I remember him being on a few times back in the old uh, Milky Way studios. That, that was one time, and that was 9.5. I never forget that number because it was like, oh, we, we need to just save 10. I don't know why we were trying to save 10, but if I, I remember that. I, I don't yeah. forget that. And then he came on again when he brought one of his really good friends on to talk about his short film. Um, yeah. so, so those were – I don't remember if there's a third one, but those were the two there for was, sure. There was a third one. It was here at, the, at my current house. Oh, really? When he was visiting. What was he talking What were we talking about? He was, he was talking about Bitcoin the whole time. <laughs> okay, I need to look for that episode. I forgot about that episode. Yeah, it was one time when he came to visit from California, and it was here at my current house. And yeah, he was talking about Bitcoin the entire time. Okay, I do, <laughs> I, do I do recall that. I do recall that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember someone talking about like like because of how varied our fucking content is. You know, we'd be talking shit with SPJ in the next episode. We're sitting there talking about Bitcoin, or cryptocurrency for fucking an hour. Um, yeah. So yeah, and that was the one. Yeah, so I, I recall that. Um, but yeah, this is, yeah, Steve, he's, I've known the guy since he was four, and he's like 28 now or something like that. Wait, he's born in 91. Yeah, I think he's 28 now. So, um, I yeah, he's he's basically my brother. It's been like a 20-plus year for, uh, friendship, and uh, love the guy to death. And of course I asked him, because like I, I just like to rope him into stuff with, with DLP all the time, so... Um, I mean, like, we can't ignore the fact that that DLP hat is, like, iconic, and this week, and he created it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And the website and everything. There's a lot of things we probably wouldn't have ever been able to do without him, I think. Yeah. So, so he's contributed so much behind the scenes, a, a great supporter, and, again, my brother. So, like, um, I had to ask him, like, yo, I need you to do this for me again, like, now, even though I call him up probably once a month when the website crashes. <laughs> <laughs> He hates it, but he's always he's always a good sport about it because he is, he has a lot of patience for me. Um, yeah. All right, so let's let's uh, start this clip from Steve. One of the best things to come out of this quarantine, work from home period in the pandemic, for me has been getting into plants and taking care of them. It's kind of something I've had an interest in for years now kind of on and off i remember trying to get into bonsai trees 
and not really knowing how much work and detail and affection and love they really needed um, before kind of just giving up on plants altogether. And yeah, I think being forced to be at home and kind of notice all the little details of a home and the spaces um, has been really eye-opening in terms of wanting to get into plants. And I think by far the hardest aspect of taking care of plants and bringing them in is all their different needs, specifically with light and water and even uh, nutrition, like um, fertilizer or nitrogen or whatever. And I think that's kind of what a lot of people seem to struggle with too. You know, there's just countless numbers of plant uh, species and you can't you know really identify them by just looking at them unless you're like a biologist or you know a plant scientist person Um, but if you take good pictures of or good records of your plants and you can kind of look up the species and eventually see what it is that they really need which typically isn't much a lot just either want to be by a um, windowsill uh, some actually prefer to be away from it some like to be a little more humid others prefer a bit of dryness but I think by far the trickiest component is just watering um, I think people tend to overwater and I'm also speaking on behalf of people because I've overwatered plenty of plants in my life where they get kind of sad and droopy and kind of yellowish to where they're kind of sick and turns out it's because they are suffocating the the dirt is no longer letting oxygen pass through because it's so full of water and the roots end up choking to death which is kind of really dark and sad to see you know you, you bring in this beautiful natural living uh, organism into your life and you try to take care of it you want it to brighten up your space and you kill it so uh, I think people should be mindful of how much they water their plants and this is all me speaking out of projection because again I am people and I should be better at watering these plants. He was definitely patting that shit out. <laughs> for sure. He's like, let me speak incredibly slowly and just, just keep making shit up as I go. But no, no, no. He did send me this e- the email with a clip and he said, I hope you like plants. That's literally what the email said. <laughs> um, so it's hysterical that like we just talked about how we spent an hour talking about cryptocurrency and now he just spent 30 minutes talking about plants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And oh, it's yeah. like, it's not even three... He spent a minute and 20 seconds talking about plants, and then he spent the rest of it talking about killing plants. <laughs> but, like, there's hopefully a lot written up. Oh, God. And, and like, he's just about how dark it is, and then he's like, and then again, I'm people, and I kill plants. Like, it's just like, God. <laughs> it's 
just yeah. like by the end of this video, I'm like fucking Steve is a fucking murderer. Like what the fuck? <laughs> he was again. He was definitely <laughs> patting that shit out. Like, and it's just funny because that's not normally how he talks. He's a very chill dude normally. Like he does talk a little bit monotonal, but he it whenever he records something, he's way more monotonal than usual. I don't know why he does that, but but then again, that comes with like recording something by yourself. Yeah, like I guess it's so. just so like it's hard to do you know and it's and it's hard to actually and that's why a lot of the time maybe the in these clips we'll see maybe not the ones that are podcasters but the other ones kind of they would mumble instead of actually talking because it's very weird to be in your house or outside or anywhere and just talking out loud like a crazy person to nothing i don't know again i talk out loud all the time so i don't really it's not a big deal for me um, so like, yeah, I, I, I talk out loud all the time just to organize my thoughts. That's why it's not a big deal to me at all. Um, but like, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like, it, it's just, yeah, I'm just laughing at the fact that he's like, he is spacing out his words and he's talking very slowly and it, it, it's fine. Obviously we asked for three minutes and we got three minutes or whatever the fuck you want. And you know, I, the problem, the funny part is that like, I, I've, I have been seeing the progression, you know, he started it, since last year, he, he's been working on plants. Cause like he, last year he, um, he was laid off from one plus, um, when, when that company went under and like, he, he just started getting into plants. He started taking care of plants. And then now I guess during quarantine, he started really heavily getting into plants. So like I saw it progressing and then eventually just culminated in the three minute, well, apparently a minute and a half of him talking about plants and then the other two minutes talking about killing plants um yeah he goes and most of the time it's fairly easy and then he says <laughs> some of them want to be by the window some of them want to be over here some of them don't want this some of them don't want that it's like well it's not very easy because how do you fucking determine what each of them want you know so it's it's not easy i think it's a lot of research to, it's a lot of research. yeah he, he was trying to describe it about how simple it is at the end of the day and you're like well how did you get to that simple answer you probably did a lot of work See, that's the thing. Steve is incredibly smart, and he doesn't realize like how much work he yeah. puts into things. You know, like the other like the other day, maybe a few months ago, he started explaining to me what composting is, and like maybe about two minutes into his explanation, I, I completely lost track of what he was talking about. Like I had no <laughs> idea because like because he because he does compost now. Like he's super super green. He's from, he used to live in California, so he's like mad green and shit like that. Um, so like like he was trying he was trying to explain to me what what in what 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 composting entails, and I, I he lost me. My eyes glazed over in the two minute mark, and I'm like wow. I'm like okay, this is way more than I ever bargained for. You know like um, yeah yeah. So there you go. Steve is talking about plants, and it, it's pretty funny like like while i'm doing like while it's going through i'm just i'm just smiling because i'm like this is fucking hysterical <laughs> yeah well and then when he was talking about how he tried to get into bonsai trees back then that was like that just makes so much sense like if i think of kind of the, the little bit i know about his personality like him and plants and bonsai trees like just makes sense like he could be this guy that gets like let's say one he gets super fucking rich, but then he'll decide to just move to the middle of nowhere and just deal with plants for the rest of his life. Yeah. Like, he seems like that type of person. Yeah, once he gets invested in, in, in a hobby or an interest, he fixates on it, you know? That was the thing with cryptocurrency, and we saw the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the outcome of that. And he was he was really into playing Smash Bros. competitively for, like, a few years, and he left that behind, too. Like, he once he once he really gets interested in a hobby, he really fixates on it, and then, like, it, it becomes... It consumes him for a, a while you know yeah so yeah but that's yeah good. he that's actually Steve. does shit and gets shit done yeah so. yeah 
I mean, like, especially because, like, it's quarantine, so he can't really go anywhere as often. So he's like, okay, let me just tend to my plants, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, but, yeah, that, that that's my buddy Steve for you. Um, had to rope him back in again for another, another DLP thing. He's, like, rolling his eyes. Okay, okay, I'll do it. So, yeah, just kind of yeah. pulling him in. And like we said, we, we kind of had to get a clip from him because he's been very instrumental for the the podcast yeah. definitely the identity and, and of he was the podcast al- yeah and he was always like you know supporting it he's saying that he liked what we were doing early on he would like watch the videos and give us feedback or comments on it so yeah. i always appreciate it uh steve and everything he's done for yeah. the podcast uh yeah again thank you steve uh for everything you've done since day one you have been very supportive uh created the visual identity of the podcast of uh, and has maintained the website despite the fact that i'm always nagging him there's something wrong with the po- with the website <laughs> never gets upset even though he has every right to so yeah yeah <laughs> all right so this next clip is um from our buddy devon if I recall, he's been on at least two episodes, um, and he is, uh, we talked mostly comic books, if I recall. Yeah, and, and movies, and anime, I think. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely anime, because he's a weeb. Um, yeah. A, a self-proclaimed weeb, he's not afraid to admit that, if I recall. Um, good dude, you know, he, he, was, um, he, was, uh, he was around a lot at a certain point, so we, I'm just like, yeah, come on, dude, I'm sure you have something to say, and he, he, he did, obviously, um, so yeah, this is our buddy Devon, I'm sure you've heard him, he's, he's, he's been on the podcast as well, in the third seat at least a couple of times, um, so here he is again, I had to ask him, I mean, I, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, uh, ah, like I said, if you were on the podcast for at least a couple of episodes, I'm pr- I was probably asking you, right? <laughs> um, uh-huh. So this is Devon. Let's see. Yeah, there's a lot of aspects of anime that I love. <laughs> my absolute favorite aspect would have to be the power system. You know, like when you watch things from um, a Western uh, media, there's not normally a power structure that they have it's just the hero does what the hero has to do in order to you know succeed in victory there's never like you know they don't have to learn how to use chakra <laughs> robin hood just does what he has to do so in a, in anime power systems are are kind of unique you know naruto has chakra hunter hunter has him what i believe to be the best power system which is nen which is like what I'm probably gonna really get into, um, and then there's power systems like Bleach, where which are a little bit more flimsy, and not that great, but you know it still adds a little flair to it, and it still gives you a certain like directive of what, of or at least expectation of what this character can and can't do, and how like makes me understand what their power gra- you know scaling is, like, um. An example, like in Naruto, they like to classify Kyutsu by um, by rank. So, like, obviously you see a ninja using, you know, after you've looked it up yourself, you then see this dude using a whole bunch of C-rank Kyutsu. It's like, oh, he's not that great. But then when you look up what this other dude's doing, it's like, oh, man, he's been just shooting off S-rank, A-rank Kyutsu's nonstop. You know, it lets you know that that dude's just, like, far stronger than what he's capable of doing. He's just, like, a better ninja. You know, in American stuff, it's just like, 
yeah man this guy knows martial arts and this guy knows martial arts and it doesn't really matter if one has like such a superior level of it as long as the plot is in the other guy's favor he'll just win you know but in anime the plot the power system sometimes is such a heavy point on the plot that like the author has to write a cohesive reason as to why the main character or this character was able to overpower the other character based on the power scaling. So, using Naruto as another example, like at the end, you know, Naruto and Sasuke get power boosts in order to handle Madara. Because if they had not gotten the power boost specifically to handle him, there was no way that they could have won. I have to interrupt for a moment. <laughs> Um, spoiler alert, he is telling you the ending to Naruto, right? That was the ending to Naruto. <laughs> uh, so, okay. What were you going to say? No, no, I'll, 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 we'll finish. Okay. Um, that's, I guess, the overall reasoning. <laughs> but, uh, Hunter Hunter's Nen is, in my opinion, the most complex power system and just so well written because it is the closest thing to real life superpowers. And what I mean by that is that you can actually create a Nen technique in real life just off like making conditions in order to manipulate person the same a certain way. We already seen that in like, you know, when you Pavlov someone's dog or, you know, you do certain like social experience in which you make people act a certain way that you wanted them to act. You know, like it's so simple and such, and, and so refined at the same time that like it can just take someone's ability to like, oh, I've made up this system of how I, you know, interact with people on my own, and you can even call that a real life nen ability. You know, a person like a lawyer being able to chime everyone in a courtroom on command, you can call that a nen ability. You know, it's just very. It's just the fairest power system ever because, like, it's just like real life. When you're getting into a real fight, you really have no idea what the other, what the opponent can do. And in this world, when everyone has the power to <laughs> do whatever it is, like, oh, yeah, you find out you get a superpower and it's based directly off your own imagination and, what you know, certain natural talents. And it's just amazing. Like, you, you can win... You can be winning your whole life, beat everyone you've ever come across, but lose to a genetically modified ant. Or to a 12-year-old. <laughs> it's just such a wild... You know, and it'll all be in the, in the spirit of fairness. Like, in the real world, normally if you get killed by a 12-year-old, it's because he's using a rifle. You know, anyone can shoot you from any distance. You know, that's kind of whatever. But... Yeah, just a quick talk on what my favorite part of anime is and certain reasons why. Um, you know, Harry Potter doesn't have a power scaling system. It's just like, oh man, there's three spells that kill things. We use them. <laughs> and love conquers all. Never forget that. Oh my god, I love how we introduced him as a weeb. The fir literal first word was anime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that shit was funny. Yeah, but it, it's just like what he's talking about. And like, I, I wouldn't say I'm a big anime fan, but I've seen anime. I watched anime before, and it's just like what he's talking about is something that I would never spend any time thinking about. Agreed. 
<laughs> like, like power levels and all these things. It's like okay, I, I like the rest of the plot. I like I, I like the action or whatever. Yeah, but I never uh, actually went would go deep into like power levels or anything like that. Yeah. So it's like you, you can tell the way his like brain thinks that he's just sitting there and like you know breaking it down and then also how it would be used in like real life scenarios and all these things like when he was talking about the lawyer and the charm and shit like that i mean this is what matters to him i guess like i I, first of all everything that he said about 100 100 went over my head but i'm sure most of everything he said went over your head right yes yeah uh the hunter hunter stuff made no sense to me so i i probably will look it up at a certain point um but the naruto stuff just made me laugh because like again like he's literally telling you almost the ending to the to the anime um yeah granted it's fucking five six years old but like you never know i'm sure there are people in this in this uh uh, you know, maybe your mom is trying to get through Naruto right now and, uh, nah, and hasn't she, gotten she, to that part. <laughs> she she finished it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. It, 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 it's like, come on. It's, a, it's an anime show that's old as fuck. You never know. There's plenty of people that haven't seen it yet and they probably want to see it and they don't want to get spoiled. Yeah, but he just talked about whatever chakra boost or whatever. Like, see, I've, I've never seen Naruto in that. Whatever you said was not a spoiler to me at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, that just, the, the reason why I started laughing immediately is because, like, I didn't, I, this, I didn't hear this beforehand, prior, and I didn't know he was going to talk about anime, so we're just sitting there talking about how he's a weeb, and it's the first, that's the only thing he talked about was anime, but, you know, I said, you can talk about whatever you want, and that's the thing that came to mind, so, there yeah, you go. Makes, makes sense, and he spent a good five minutes five breaking minutes. this down. Breaking down something I've never gave a thought to Not in my life bit. when it comes to anime, so you know that I was mean, definitely entertaining. <laughs> Have you ever watched an anime like aside from like Dragon Ball? Because you, I don't think you watch action anime anymore, do you? Like I don't. As far as I know, the only animes you watch are like uh, that so- a soccer anime and Conan, like Detective Conan. That's the only thing I yeah. know that you watch. I don't currently really watch any anime, but. I've seen like most of the the ones that would typically be considered like the best from like the early 2000s or the in the mid 90s like Cabo Bebop and all that stuff. Like I've seen all of those. Yeah, but I don't think there's a power system in Cabo Bebop, is there? No, no. I I don't like I don't like I never liked anime that were very fantasy heavy or oh, about like fight like Naruto stuff like that. It never interests me. But you watch DBZ. Yeah, I grew up watching that. Yeah, it, it was it wasn't something I like seeked as an adult. Like I know there was like a new se- series. Uh, what's it called? Super. Super. But I ne- but I never watched that one either. So it was just you know something that was a part of my life as I was growing up for sure. But you've thought about Super. You've thought about whether or not you wanted to watch it. And I think you did see like at least the first movie, right? Like Battle of Gods. Yeah, I saw the movie. It was entertaining, but that was I guess before the show. Yeah, that was before the show. And when the show came out, like, the animation was just so bad that I couldn't get past it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And then you saw Broly um, with all of us in Texas, I recall that, too, which was really good. Yeah, I took a couple of naps in, between, in the middle of the movie, but it was still entertaining. I liked the music that came on every time they were, like, fighting. Oh, so, wait, was it, were you taking naps because it was bad, or...? I was, just, I was just sleepy, so I was, like, nodding on oh, and off. But... It was late as fuck. 
Um, all right. So the next. Well, anyway. I, oh, no, no. Wait. Hold on. Thank you, Devon, uh, for for coming on the podcast a couple of times, a few times, and for submitting this clip. That was really yeah. cool of you. Um, and again, okay. ex- explaining power systems to us. <laughs> I might, you know, I might pay more attention now. Maybe to power systems. Uh, like, like I'm a big Naruto fan, but like I never cared about the ranking systems of the Jutsus before ever. So, but then that's like the difference of like a true like anime fan. I like, guess so. I'm not a true anime fan. He's breaking down the difference, you know, yeah. like like you know between like the anime culture and like American how you know they they go about things differently. And you know, yeah. a lot of it makes sense. A lot of it I didn't understand. Yeah. But that's Fair just enough. the way. That's just the way I am with anime. A lot of times when people are talking too much anime, you space I, out. I, I space out. I just yeah. I just don't know what's going on. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, thanks again, Devon. That was cool. Um, although sure. it, it went over my head, some of it. It was cool as fuck for you to even submit anything. Thank you. And yeah, thank you for being on the pod yeah. all those times. And thank you for being so. on the pod. Uh. I know this one you've been very hotly anticipating. Another um, another weeaboo. Another weeaboo, another weeaboo. Uh, when I was compiling the list of who to ask, although he's been banned from the podcast, we have brought him on in some capacity, and he's like your favorite person to bring on the podcast, despite the fact that I banned him not too long Whoa. ago. <laughs> you, you, you banned him a long time ago. I did, yeah. <laughs> You, we've been doing this podcast for nine years, and he's been banned for nine years. <laughs> like that's how long he's been banned. But I did often enough try to bring him in without him being yes, on the podcast. I, I, one time when you weren't there, I actually brought him into a podcast. It was SPJ, him and I. Yes, I remember. Which this. went exactly as I thought it would, <laughs> and then. I brought him in different ways. Like I make games based on what he would say because we all know him and we know that he's a very interesting person in the way he thinks. Like we probably don't all think the way he does. He's a very unique individual. Yes. So that's why I brought him in. And, those, and I thought that that game we played, I think it was called What Would Panda Say or yeah. something like that where I asked him questions and you guys had to guess yeah. what his answer to these questions were. For the record, SPJ and I crushed it, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, because you guys really know Panda, and you guys went deep inside of uh, Panda's brain (laughs) to get those answers. Uh, But yeah, uh, Yeah. now I can't wait wait to hear his clip. I got to see what he talks about for a minute and 20 seconds. So yeah, in case you didn't know by now, it's Panda. It's, it's (laughs) It's our buddy Panda that I banned since episode fucking 12. (laughs) <laughs> when, it, when we were talking about Dark Knight Rises, and I was like, fuck you, you're never on the podcast anymore, we're done, and you've been trying to sneak him in ever since. Eight yeah. years ago, you've been trying to sneak him in ever since. And here I am, willingly ask him, can you submit a three-minute clip for us? So here it is. It's three minutes. It's three minutes. <laughs> what up, what up, dropping loads? It's fucking Panda here, seeing how everyone's doing. I know y'all are busy with work and life and just in general nonsense and cynical shit. Me just same about same thing, different day. Just work, sleep and trying to stay as healthy as I can being stuck at the house. Outside of that, just playing, you know, typical games, Apex, fourteen, all that shit. And looking watching some shows like Lovecraft Lovecraft Country. And the boys, season two. Um, 
Skate fixing up the car too. Cause he needs to get fixed. He needs to get some parts for the front suspension, which I already got. Just waiting for it to get in. But aside from that, nothing else is going on. Hold on. What did he say? I didn't. I, I gotta. I gotta replay that and like <laughs> increase the volume. I didn't understand him. He's he's getting his car fixed because it needs to get fixed. Okay. Country. And the boys, season two. Um, what else? Uh, he's getting fixing up the car too. Cause it needs to get fixed. Needs to get some parts for the front suspension, which I already got. Just waiting for it to get in. But aside from that, nothing else is going on. I mean, hopefully you guys are all right. Everyone's all right. And maybe when all this is over, we could all hang out. Well, that's all I really got. Um, see you guys when I see you guys. Back to you guys at dropping loads. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, first of all, let me address this because I want to shit on him for this. I said three minutes so many fucking times. That was a minute and fucking half. That was a minute and 22 fucking seconds. But you heard him. He said, that's all I have. That's all he has. And there were about five seconds of silence in that fucking clip. So that's like a minute and 18 seconds. Ah, Panda, you are so frustrating sometimes. Hey, he, he delivered. He killed it. He brought a minute and 20 seconds of pure entertainment. He fucking killed it. He said he was watching uh, Lovecraft Co uh, Co County or Country, whatever the name of that show is. Country. He talked about he talked about his car needing to get fixed. He talked about the boy season two. Man, he <laughs> killed it. He addressed the pandemic. Everything. That Man. one minute and 22 seconds was packed with content and pure <laughs> gold. And that's oh, why Panda God. will always be the person that you can rely on to get content and to get just great, great fucking um, audio, I guess, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he was mumbling like like I, I couldn't understand him. I love how you had to interpret that for him. Like you are the fucking SPJ and Panda interpreter because I didn't understand fuck all he said. <laughs> he My was... favorite part is when he said, hmm, what else? <laughs> God. Uh, he delivered. He killed oh, it. You God know? damn it, Panda. And uh, Okay, <laughs> so... Just from that, if you have never heard Panda on the podcast before, you can tell why I banned him and, and Milky has been trying to sneak him back in ever since. He's he's fucking terrible, but he's no, also he's <laughs> but he's Come also on, good bro. for a great laugh. He's a, he's a fucking great nice person <laughs> who has setbacks like everyone else, but he'll always be there if you need him. That is That's true. Panda. I'm not going to say that isn't true. I'm talking about in terms of being a podcaster, he's fucking terrible. But um, but everything you said is completely 100% accurate. He has problems, of course. Ev like, everybody has problems. But, like, it's, when you need him, he will, go, he will go out of his way to make sure that you, 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 you get his help, you know? Like, yes. 
Yeah, so, I mean, like, yeah, I shit on Panda for the joke of it. I don't ever really mean it. And, like, I always do it with a smile on my face, and he's usually smiling back at me. So, I know, I hope we're good on that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, there was this one time where, like, um, I needed to move a fuck ton of computers and, and desks at my job, and it was going to be on a Saturday, and I didn't ha- I asked so many people, and nobody, nobody was available. I was like, Panda... I need. To, I know you know computers. Do you have time to help me move some computers around? He goes, "I got you, buddy." And then, then the next, you know, he he and I worked. He and I were working for like four hours on a Saturday. He did everything so well and efficiently. And I was like, "Fuck, man, Panda, you you fucking did it, man. I gotta give you credit. You were awesome. You're reliable. I I can't complain. You did a great job. And my boss paid him a, a fucking handsome salary for four hours. So yeah. If you need him, and if you let him know that you need him. He'll, he, he, got he got you. He got you. So there you go. Um, Panda sucks on podcasts. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> dude, so far, I know we heard like... That's you know, your favorite. This is my favorite. Four <laughs> clips total. You know, Ryan went on and on about bullshit. Steve talking about plans. Devon lost me with anime. But Panda talked to my heart. He talked, you know, movies, TV shows, cars getting fixed, pandemic everything he he speaks your you truth know? i know i know he speaks your truth you know and he, he he delivered he delivered on the promise and he delivered his three minutes <laughs> perfect there you go panda thank you for being there thank you for being incredibly reliable whenever we needed you i'm pretty sure like when you asked him to do what what, what would panda say he was down right yeah, he was down. He came over the house. I recorded him. I asked yeah. him the questions I needed to ask to prepare for the show, and you know, we got it done. Yeah, like I said, yeah, you're, you're again. Everything you said is hundred percent accurate. I I don't ever want him on a podcast ever again, but yeah, <laughs> he is very reliable, and he will help you out if you need it. He's very, very, very um very very helpful uh so yeah thank you panda for submitting your three minutes of gold that 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 milky absolutely adores um and thank you for being a supporter on the podcast i know that you you shit you 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 tried i know he tried to get on the podcast and i was like no and i know he fought for a bit and then you snuck him in a couple of times so yeah yeah he's he's asked me several times throughout the past eight years (laughs) when are you gonna have me on the podcast man like stuff like that you know he's asked me so Oh, panda, panda, panda. All right. And I would always make sure to let him know that you are the one who banned him. He never talked to me about it. <laughs> he never, like, just reached out to me. Yo, why am I banned from the podcast? Like, I think he did it once. And I'm like, and I think I said, you know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> he probably doesn't know what he did. This is the funniest he part. He doesn't. He doesn't. But I, I, I don't think I, I don't think I felt like explaining myself just to fuck with him a little bit. But yeah. yeah, but you know, I know Panda. Panda's always good for a laugh whenever, whenever um you. Okay, he. In case there's any podcasters who listen to this and you want Panda to be on your podcast, all you have to do is reach out to him. And he will say yes. Yes. Because <laughs> we need to spread sure. that wealth. And he will deliver. <laughs> Just go back to listen to the and listen to the A team plus five versus B team episode, and you will hear the gold. That is what would Panda say? <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. 
Thank you, Panda. Uh, next up, we have Steven Dominguez. He is the other half of uh, Pure BS Podcast and the current co-creator and runner of the BS Podcast Network. He is also the current co-host of Sci- Science Faction and probably a few others. I'm not sure right now, but also a great supporter, a good friend of ours that we've known for a few years now. Um, and, you know, like, I think, like, I feel like meeting Pure BS Podcast really, like, uh, took us off for a bit, right? Like they, they, they def- meeting them and collaborating with them definitely changed us for for um for the better at the time. Um, for sure. Yeah. So they definitely marked the change in our podcast, and it really, really was uh was was um was really really. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. It really changed us for the better at that moment in time. And it was kind of momentous. So, like, it really put us on a different path. And I was like, I got to get, you know, the head honcho of the of the network we're on. I got to get him on. Um, even though Milky has called him soft a couple of times. He's still soft. <laughs> All right. Let, let's uh, get into Mr. Steven Dominguez. There comes a time in everyone's life, I think, where you go from watching movies as a child to watching movies as an adult for me i think a lot of people would say it was probably star wars but that's definitely not the case especially since lucas has told us for years and years now that they're kids movies anyways and you know i tend to agree to a certain extent but for me there's about three movies that really define where my tastes went and I think the first one would have to be SLC Punk, second one Clerks, and the third one Fight Club. All three of these movies did something that I had never seen before in their own different separate ways. Clerks showed me that you can have a meaningful story wrapped around ridiculousness and comedy, and it can all match and come together, and it can be done at any level this is a guy who grabbed any camera he could shot a movie in black and white using his own money and created this fantastic story and that's something when you when you kind of realize that and realize the passion behind it that's kind of an eye-opening slc punk really got down into the that that adolescent nitty-gritty just anger and rage and kind of brought it out and showed it and and kind of made you as the viewer be okay with it this is something these feelings these actions this is what people do this is part of this is part of your natural evolution as a person this is how you how we grow and i think that that movie came along at just the right time for myself and my group of friends um not only because that was the 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 whole punk lifestyle was something that we emulated but it was we were fans of the music. We, at that point forward, we were constantly giving each other the finger, which I think is great. Quoting the movie, all that kind of stuff. And now, in retrospect, thinking back, that movie kind of tells you rebel and know what you're fighting for, and then in the end, move past it. And I think that's a great message, and it was a fantastic movie. Along those similar lines, Fight Club kind of pushes it forward to to look into our futures and like, okay, we're here, we're now, we're angry, we're punks. How do we move forward and how do we make it into adulthood? And Fight Club was kind of that warning sign, that warning of like, hey, if you don't choose something that you're going to enjoy, whether 
doesn't matter if it's job, lifestyle, whatever, there are going to be consequences. And that movie shows if there's somebody who is just downtrodden and, and just the world is against them and they're, they're apathetic and not doing anything about it, that this kind of inner demon will awaken and start changing things and not necessarily for the best. So it was kind of a cautionary tale for young adolescent uh, males. That's the point of view I'm coming from with this to like kind of open your eyes a bit and say, Hey, if you don't kind of grab life and, and, and make some serious choices, then life is going to make those choices for you. And so are you going to blow up the buildings or are you going to walk away? Along with these movies, um, at, at about the same time, I started watching a lot of Quentin Tarantino as well. But I think those movies were from a more academic point of view of like, this is cool for what it is, but there is no way to kind of align myself with it. I can't watch Reservoir Dogs and be like, yeah, one day when I'm a hitman, I'm going to do things differently. You know, that doesn't work. Although the intricate storytelling with Pulp Fiction was something that I absolutely loved. And, and to this day, whenever movies, uh, kind of play with the flow of time, um, it's always extremely interesting to, to see how that works. Something like Memento as well that runs backwards. Absolutely brilliant. Well, that's it for me. 300 episodes. Congratulations, guys. And I hope to hear from you again one day. So yeah, that I that in full disclosure, I heard that prior, and that was mm-hmm. actually the first clip that I got, and it's great. He does a really deep uh, dive into these movies. He kind of studied them. Unfortunately, two of those movies went over my head. I've never seen SLC Punk, and I've never seen Fight Club. So what about the other the other two he talked about at the end, Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs? You know I haven't seen them. You just want me to say that. Oh my god! You dude. know I haven't seen them. You just wanted me to say yet, it out loud again. But yet you know the ending, fucking Naruto. Yeah, because I on, saw man. it. I Don't watched that. I watched that growing up. You know. But, so I watched. I watched Clerks, SLC Punk, and, and Fight Club growing up. That's you, though. I wasn't watching those type of movies when I was growing up, man. I'll watch Fight Club. I don't know so much about SLC Punk. I hear Fight Club is, like, one of the best movies ever. And I know I got to watch that at some point. I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, definitely. And I, and I like how he breaks it down. Yeah. For sure, definitely, like, SLC Punk going into, like, Fight Club. And how he divides it into different parts of maybe growing up and uh, personality and stuff like that. Very good. I thought Dominguez. So far, I'm off. I thought mostly most of them were going to talk about the podcast. Yeah, I, I, I thought so too. But like, I mean, well, you know, Stephen is a fucking podcaster, so he kind of knows what he's doing. And like, you can hear the breathing in between, so you know he's like his fucking mouth is right up and in, right into the goddamn microphone. Like he is right there. <laughs> he is eating that microphone. So like, so I'm pretty sure he knew that he couldn't get three minutes out of. Oh my god you know dropping those 300 episodes so he he's like okay i have this thing rattling amount in my head let me just talk about these three movies that mean a lot to me you know it was very interesting and i would say those three movies he mentioned are three of my favorite movies oh for sure yeah you know clerks forever and it's the same thing it's always been like that for me like clerks always shows you that anyone can do it anyone can do a movie anyone can especially can do a movie with just your friends type of shit like you know, Clark's always been in, in, inspiring in that way. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I yeah, I mean, I love Clerks. I mean, that's that's the only movie I saw of the ones he mentioned. So yeah, um, yeah, that's that's what that. I mean, everybody everybody looks to Clerks for that. He did exactly what everybody kind of just wants to do. They wrote a script and they just filmed it. He just filmed it with his friends. He he maxed out. His, you know, everybody knows the story of Clerks. But in case you don't know, it's like, um. He went to film school for like for like a few months. He decided it wasn't for him. He took the re- the remainder of his deposit, came home, wrote a script, and was like, "Yo, I, w- I want to make this movie." So he called up a couple buddies that he met at film school, and he's like, "Let's do it." That's getting simplified. That's exactly what happened, and he just kind of achieved his dreams just from trying. Like he did, it, it, he did, he wasn't backed by a Hollywood production. He didn't have all the best equipment. He just decided, "I want to milk him. I want to make a movie with what I have on me," and that's what he had. Yeah. Yeah, it's an inspirational story. I just wish I knew anything about SLC Punk or, or uh, Fight Club. Other what than... about what about that last movie he mentioned br- very briefly? What was Memento. it? I haven't seen, seen that either. No. God damn it, Pouch. <laughs> I mean, like, what? I mean, so you agree with what he says? Like his his study on Fight Club and and uh, SLC Punk? Well, it's kind of like his view on it. How how he views them. Especially, definitely, SOC Punk being like the teenage years. Uh-huh. Definitely. And then the, his, his view and explanation on Fight Club, I, I, I think, is, is very well put, for okay. sure. Okay. I wish I had more to say, but like I said, I only fucking saw Clerks, so like... it's. A, I mean, no, no, don't get me wrong, Steven, that was a great clip if I had known which, what, what movies you were talking about. <laughs> so you listened to this prior, right? Yeah, I did. When- how long ago did he send it to you? Wow, like beginning of October? Like he sent me a while ago, you know? He was and the you, first one. And you couldn't go watch SLC Punk and Fight Club? Just, just for this episode? No. It's, a, it's the last episode. I'm good. You, you, oh my God. <laughs> I'm good. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't need to watch those. It's okay. I mean, like, oh. I, I was just like, I was just banking on the fact that you saw them, which I knew you did. So it worked what out. A- what a fail, Pouch. Come on. I'm, I'm not committed, guys. I'm not committed. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, there you go. You know, uh, uh, Steven loves Clerks, SLC Punk, and uh, Fight Club. And Milky has seen those movies, and I haven't. And that's what the takeaway of all this is, is that I have not seen those movies. And, and Milky but, is sh- shaming me. But you've seen all episodes of Naruto. But I've seen all episodes of Naruto. Let's yeah. not forget that. Let's not forget that. And Panda needs his car to get fixed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's the takeaways from all. So far, the last five clips, the the most important one is that Panda needs to get his his car fixed. Definitely. But that was back in October, though. So hopefully, he got it fixed. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? All right, so the next one you guys should all be familiar with now. He was a stable member for a while. Um, he was he was a big part of the B T uh, the B team when when that was happening, and he eventually when when uh, when the B team and the A team kind of converged, he became a semi permanent, and that is Benjamin Ashford Sandal. Yes. Um. So, what, what, real quick, thank you, Stephen, for all the support in the clip. I, I forgot that. But, Gad, no, for sure. yeah, Benjamin Ashford Sando is um, uh, a big part of the podcast. He's been on it probably the last two years or so, the last two or three years, right? Regularly? Yeah. Well, maybe not so much the last year, but... Yeah, maybe not so much the last year when he moved, but prior to that, he was a big part of it. And, um, 
Yeah, it's, it's about two years now that he moved, actually. So, so maybe not the last two years. So maybe not the last two years. So go, going back maybe four years, he was a big part of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he was a stable member for a while, provided a very different perspective, very grumpy perspective, because we, we, he's very salty, and that's a fact. <laughs> um, so yeah, you guys call him Benjamin Ashford Sandal, but uh, he he likes to call himself like, like Gad, God, but black, I think is his thing. Um, yeah. So this is... Uh, this is Gad. Alright, so... Yeah, so... <laughs> what? It's a couple, it's, it's probably the whole, the whole squad, right? Right. right. Yeah, they play cards and they're playing up against like another nigga. Right. And it looks serious and shit, but it's like, it's <laughs> like, it's some shit, right? Right. Like, Alright, peace out. See you guys later. And that shit, like, he's walking, and, like, maybe say some shit to him, give him a push, and he drops on his fucking Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And niggas just rank him and tear him up in the shit, and just take all their shit, like, this goofy-ass nigga, jump him all that shit, like, legit. Right? Why so then, that's how, how school was, like, this nerd. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, the kids of the main story are like, fuck. Dad, and they just put shit away. Cut to them in the future. Now they're in high school and shit, and they're like, they, they're down on the luck. You know what I mean? You got no bread. Right. They're like, yo, we start selling that shit, right? And they're like, all right, we need some bread though. Damn, what can we sell? Yo, let's go buy that comic book case and sell the old Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Somebody has the idea. You, you know, obviously, yeah. So we get there got, more, yeah, more organically. They're, they're all discussing it. And it they're throwing ideas to each right, other right. and it's just like, oh, one of them is like, oh, well, why don't we just get rid of our old Yu-Gi-Oh card? Right. And they're like, they used it. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't know how the brandy character, like, he's not, they're not, he's saying get rid of it. So like, yeah, we got a, a ton of shit from back in the day. Like, we can sell them, yeah. use it, yeah. you know, then we can finally go get a zip and start surfing. Right. Gotta have some start of money somewhere. Right. They yeah. go there, and then, oh, I'm sorry. Nah, go ahead. They, they get there, and pretty much, they t- Glenn tells them what he normally tells people, like, oh, I don't buy cards from people. Like, that's not, that's not how that works here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can go to Ali's or somewhere, you know, like, this is the direction that's what he did. Right. And then we see some guy buy a pack of cards, and everybody's like, oh, shit, I can't believe you pulled it off. Oh. Of one pack, of one pack. So he's like, I'll buy it from you right now. He's like, how much? He's like, what's a big price? It's 90. $60. Nah, 90. It needs to be something like drastic. Yeah. 90. Like we just saw Buddy give the nigga $4 yeah. for a pack of cards. Yeah. And he's like, I'll give you 90 bucks. 20 bucks for that. Yeah. I don't know what in a hustle with you. I don't know what would. Like, it's like, wait, what? Yeah. And how often does that happen? Yeah, it depends on how many packs you buy. But I'm saying, though, like, this is the Brady character. Like, yeah. He wants to know the statistics. <laughs> like, right. I need to know what you talk about because I. Okay, so two things I got out of that. One. This is not new. He recorded this <laughs> while he was having a conversation with ODG and fucking Devon. No. 
Yeah. Two, I have no fucking idea what they're talking about other than <laughs> buying Yu-Gi-Oh cards. That's the only thing I got out of that. What did you get out of this? Okay, so far, this is what I think it is. One, they're all probably super high. Yeah. Two, <laughs> two Gad, it seems like he's hiding the phone in his pocket yeah. because he can't get shit. God damn it, Gad. <laughs> oh, my God. So, what I think they're doing... They're talking about a story. I don't know if it's a script, a video idea, or something about some kids that used to get bullied for playing Yu-Gi-Oh, and now they're grown <laughs> up and they're in high school, and they, um, you know, they're kind of gangsters now or whatever. And then they're like, they they in need of some money, so they remember they have these Yu-Gi-Oh cards, so they go to a comic book store to try to sell them. And then while they're there, the store owner, like how he, they mentioned Glenn, like he's going to be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who owned the comic book shop we grew up at. Uh, <laughs> so, so he tells him, nah, I don't buy cards from people. And as he's doing this, they witness a person at the shop purchase a booster pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And in there, he gets a super rare card. And someone else that's at the comic book shop tells him, yo, I'll buy it from you. How much? 90 bucks. And then he sells it for 90 bucks. Now, I think this is arc one of what they're trying to do. <laughs> I honestly don't think, I don't think their movie ends with some guy making 90 bucks. But I, I, I guess it, it's going somewhere where people start hustling Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I love how you got all of that because I didn't get any of that. Like, all I got was that there was a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. That's all I got. And that, like, ODG is hysterical even when he's, like, speaking nonsense, you know? No, um, no I'm saying. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's just, like... Well, I've been around them enough when they are like talking about stuff like this, so I kind of understood what they were saying. Okay, so let me ask you: You're the one who got this from Gad. Did you explain to him what this was? <laughs> yes. Okay, so I know what he did. I know what he did. He, I think, like it was getting to a point where it was it was getting late, and he's like, "Fuck, let me just scroll through my phone to see if I can find a three minute clip, and I'll just send them that." I'm almost certain that's what he fucking did. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. We, I mean, like, yeah, it's not exactly what we're looking for, but it's content, and we had a laugh out of it. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> yes. Thank and, you, Gat, for the clip, and right? it's and it's also. Maybe this was recorded in one of his visits to South Florida. Yeah, if not, probably. then this then this is over two years old. This recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly possible. I mean, like either yeah. way, this, I mean, like they just re- they just basically recorded a three minute podcast there. So there you go. If you guys, if you guys want that podcast, hit us up. Maybe we can make it happen. <laughs> if you guys want to hear the ending to that story. <laughs> Uh, Hopefully they recorded the rest and they have the whole story fleshed out. But from what I gathered so far, this seems to be pretty much Fast and the Furious with Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Agreed. I can see that. I can see that. So I'm sure it was leading that way, you know, maybe cars, you know, stealing Yu-Gi-Oh cards from trucks type of stuff. So yeah, Yeah. I can see it. Look forward to that movie. I I can't wait for that to come out, honestly. I mean, like, yeah, let's make this shit happen. Let's go Indiegogo and crowdfund that shit. Yeah. The Yu-Gi-Oh! The Yu-Gi-Oh! The Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, wait, what? No. The Fast and Furious Fast movie. Fast and the Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. 
the the fact the fast the fast and furious movie about Yu-Gi-Oh cards man we just gotta get like universal on the phone and like yo we got an idea it's gonna be about <laughs> yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. cards so we gotta get the rights to that shit <laughs> yeah remember that game that was popular that card game that was popular 25 years ago yeah we're making a movie about yeah, that let's do that we got it man <laughs> It's it's like printing money, man. It's like printing money. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So the next one is someone you just fucking heard, and um, a, a a good friend of ours. Um, always makes me laugh. This guy is fucking hysterical. Uh, he had his own show on the YouTube channel called the ODG Show, and he's been on the podcast probably about. Five or six times, I'd say. Not an actual semi-permanent, but we like to bring him on because he makes us laugh. Um, at least for me. I think he's funny. I like He makes me laugh, so I always want him on. Um, and you know, I'm sure you know him. He is Paco's brother, and uh, he's a good friend of ours. For sure. Good the friend old of ours. drunken geek. The old drunken geek. Here it is. What is up, guys? This is the old drunken geek. And uh, I just wanted to wish the uh, Dropping Loads podcast a happy 300th episode. Um, in commemoration of said episode, I am going to shave my body completely, grease <laughs> myself up, and uh, pick up some shields, <laughs> some spears, and I'm going to go fight some Spartans in Thermopylae. Um, you know, because it's the 300th episode. <laughs> so anyway <laughs> with that ridiculousness out the way uh, I just wanted to tell a quick story about uh, one of the funniest stories uh, I had uh, not necessarily doing the Dropping Loads podcast but uh, with Dropping Loads in general uh, when we were doing uh, the YouTube channel uh, it is the day that uh, we went to meet Stan Lee uh, the comic book creator um, editor, former editor of Marvel. Uh, I'm assuming that this podcast will air close to uh, the anniversary of his death, so I felt it kind of apropos to talk about uh, my experience when I met Stan Lee. So uh, we went down to uh, up to Megacon, literally. It was uh, myself, my sister uh, Paco, as she's called on the podcast, uh, my girlfriend and uh, Milky. We went up to Orlando to, you know, go to the con and shoot some videos for what the con. So um, on the way up, you know, we were driving, hanging out, talking shit, and oh, and of course, meet Stan Lee because he was doing, you know, meet and greets and uh, you know, taking pictures and stuff like that. So um, you know, I was like, you know what, uh, Stan Lee's getting up there in age. I might never get to meet him. I mean, um. I did see him once. Uh, it's a weird story, too. I chased him down the stairway. Like, he was leaving Megacon oh. on a previous year. And he was exiting. And he went down the stairs. And I was like, what the fuck? So I kind of, like, ran next to him like a total fucking fanboy. Just horrible. So this time I wanted to meet him <laughs> properly. And, you know, I just, uh, you know, I just, on the way down, we were driving. And I thought I'd, I might as well... Uh, wiki stan lee and see you know if i could uh you know learn something from him maybe say something you know something witty something you know that'll make me 
you know, make him remember me at least for like a day or something like that because it is Stan fucking Lee, right? The creator of Spider-Man or partial creator of Spider-Man, you know, Fantastic Four, um, Black Panther, you know, but you guys know. So, um, so we're driving down and I'm waking Stan Lee. I'm just reading up about him and stuff like that. And what I didn't know up to this point is his name is Stanley Lieber. Stanley's given name was Stanley Lieber. And because of, you know, uh, obviously racism to the Jewish people in the, in the time where he came out or perhaps he just, you know, thought uh, it sounded better or, you know, um, I, actually, I did see this in an in a, in a interview with him one time. He thought he saved his name, Stanley Lieber, for uh, the great American novel that he wanted to write, which he never got around to. But to me, it sounds like. You know, like Hollywood names, they used to, um, you know, change people used to change their names and stuff like that. Like uh, Charlie Sheen's dad was Estevez, but you know, this is hard Spanish-sounding name, so he changed it to Sheen. You know, Martin Sheen. So, anyways, with that being said, so I was like, you know what? I didn't know his name was Stanley Lieber. So the whole time I'm telling Milky, I'm like, Yo, Milky, man, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call him by his name. I'm gonna be like, Thank you very much. But see, I, I I read it too fast, and in 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 the scramble of like the the, I started saying, "Yo, I'm, I'm gonna go up to him and be like, uh, you know, nice to meet you, Mr. Leibowitz, you know." And the whole time, I'm telling Milky, like, "Yeah, I'm gonna tell, I'm calling by his given name. See, maybe he remember that." But the whole time, I, I had read Lieber, but in my head. I was saying Leibowitz, so the whole time it's like you know I'm like yo I'm saying I'm gonna be like meet him and I'm be like very nice to meet you Mr. Leibowitz. <laughs> so you know we go we go down there boom 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 we do the line we hang out and I go meet him man and I'm fucking I'm fucking starstruck. This fucking Stan Lee right so I'm fucking starstruck. I didn't say shit. I I barely said hello, nice to meet you, sir. You know we took the picture and. For anybody who's never taken one of these pictures with uh, like famous people at a convention, um, they usually kind of push you through very quickly. Um, kind of same thing happened when I met um, Lando Calrissian. Um, his name escapes me right now. <laughs> Billy D. Williams. There you go. Billy D. Williams. Uh, same thing happened. They kind of push you fast, you know, through the line, and you kind of get to meet them, but you don't, you know, you don't, you can't sit there and have a, like a long chat. Um, you know, especially with the picture section, you know, usually if you, you know, they have like a, you know, a booth open and you go and buy a print, uh, you can talk to them a little bit, but this was not the case. This was like a personalized picture that you get to take with them. So I get there, man. And I totally checking out. I don't say shit. And, uh, and I'm fucking kicking myself. I'm like, man, I was, I, I had a thing, man. I was like, I was going to say, I was, you know, I was going to call him by his given name. And Milky was like, man, shut the fuck up. You know, the whole time he's like, shut the fuck up. You're not going to say that. You're not going to say that. You're not going to say that. And, of course, I chickened out at the end. And I didn't say it. And he's like, is his name even Leibowitz? And we looked it, and it was Stan Lieber. And we were just we just started laughing and laughing, bro. It was like we couldn't stop laughing. And then I go, oh, my God. Could you imagine what, what Stan Lee would have said if I would have been like, Oh, very nice to meet you, Mr. Leibowitz. You'd have been like, you overdued it, true believer. And then, and then I said that, and then me and Milky really, really couldn't fucking stop laughing. And uh, I don't know. It's just a fond memory of that uh, 
of that weekend um and i i believe it was on a separate trip because that that story all, all just includes uh milky but on a separate trip i do remember another funny story uh, from like uh, a funny dropping load story so um on another trip we were driving it might have been the same trip actually but i don't recall pouch being there with the whole uh stan lee stan lee situation but um i think it was another trip we went up there and uh, we were driving down and you know the drive from orlando to miami or south florida it's you know like a three sometimes four hour ride and we we're just talking shit and we're we're getting close you know we're going we're getting close to home so we're a little you know we just went to a con and you know we're all kind of tired and um you know we'd been in the car for a little bit so we started this thing where like who who would win in a fight and we started just picking friends um (laughs) you know so we were like who win in a fight like panda or gad and shit like that you know like who'd win in a fight dog john or pouch you know what i mean we just talking shit talking shit talking shit the whole time and I remember because Pouch wouldn't fucking engage with any of this. I was like, I don't know, choose between my friends. Who's gonna? Fuck? I'm like, ah, come on, man. He, he wouldn't choose. So it, it became a game between me and Milky. And I don't know. Somehow, at some point, we reverted to being like eight year olds because I was like, dog, my dad in his prime, or your dad in his prime, who would win in a fight? And Milky was like, nah, dog, my dad. And I was like, fucking maybe. It's definitely my dad. My dad will kick your dad's ass. And all of a sudden, we turn into fucking elementary school kids. My dad's going to beat up your dad. So that was another fucking, uh, another story that I always hold dear. Another dropping load story that I always hold near and dear to my heart. Because this shit's fucking funny. It makes me laugh every time I think about it. So uh, with that being said, again... Happy 300th fucking episode. And, um, yeah, man, I just, uh, when, if this shit, when this shit comes back from fucking hiatus, I'm gonna put it out now. All right. I want to be the fucking first guest back, motherfuckers. So I know you guys just had me on a fucking episode. I want to be the first guest back. I said it. I call it. I fucking, I fucking lick it. In a way, you know, like how you take a donut, you're like, oh, this is mine, and you fucking lick it. <laughs> and nobody touches that shit, I'm gonna eat it later. Just like that. I'm calling it, it's my shit. So when you guys get back, I wanna be on that episode. And um and also, don't think I motherfucking forgot the fucking uh Paco owes me tacos, bro. Paco owes me motherfucking tacos. So and I don't mean like Little stories about fucking scary shit and haunted houses and murders. No, no, no. You owe me literal tacos, bro. I don't give a fuck with <laughs> chicken, shrimp, fish, al carbón. I do not give a fuck tacos. So with that, peace out, y'all. Bees. So in case you guys didn't figure it out yet... This is the ten minute fucking clip. He sent me. He sent me two clips equating about a minute and a half or so. And I'm like, nah, you gotta redo this, man. This is not long enough. And he's like, okay, fuck you. Here's ten minutes. Um, so let me get a couple of things out of this. Um, one, yes, I was not on that Stanley trip. I don't remember why I didn't go with you to MegaCon. Um, uh, and uh, two. 
I was engaging. He's just being a dick. I was engaging. I was like, nah, yeah, I agree with that. Or yeah, Gad would, uh, Gad would, uh, I think, I think the, the thing between it was, um, I don't know who his opponent was, but I know that like, uh, when Gad was one of the contenders, I was like, they were like, oh, has, it depends. Has Gad eaten or not? And I'm like, oh yeah, that, you got a point there. You got a point there. Has Gad eaten? Yeah. He'll probably beat the shit out of him. You know, I was, I was engaging. He acts like I wasn't and I definitely was. But yeah, um, that was as like I just said, ODG makes me fucking laugh, and as usual, that shit was funny as hell. <laughs> um, I remember that story. I thought that shit was in Peru. I thought you told me that shit was in Peru. The, what the Stan Lee story though? Oh, you overdrew it, true believer. No, no, that was when we were going to MegaCon. Why would Stan Lee be in Peru? No, I just thought you guys were just talking about Stan Lee in Peru. That's what. No, I No, no, no. It was when we were going to meet him, and he had this plan to call him by his real name, <laughs> Mr. Leibowitz. <laughs> Mr. Leibowitz. <laughs> hey, Mr. Leibowitz. <laughs> like I remember the rest of the weekend, all we did was just keep saying, "Yo, Mr. Leibowitz," at <laughs> this random things. <laughs> Because he, oh man, I, I, you know, I kept thinking he wasn't gonna go through with it, but when he actually like choked, he, he actually didn't go through with it, and then later we found out that his real name was not Leibowitz. I so wish he would have done it. That would have been so great if he did. <laughs> yeah, you overdrew it, true believer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't even remember. I, I, do you remember? Why, do you I mean, you have pretty good memory about this? When wh- wh- you know which year that trip was and why I didn't go? Uh, that was probably twenty eighteen. When when did Stanley die? It was probably the year he died. Uh, okay, because twenty eighteen, the year he died was twenty eighteen. Because that's the last time we went to Japan when we found out that he died in Japan. Yeah, so it was that same year. It was. Yeah, because it was sometime after Eugene's death, we weren't we weren't sure if we were going gonna go to MegaCon, and then we ended up just going with Alan and um, his girlfriend. Why did I not go? Was I just trying to save up money for Japan? I couldn't get the fucking days off because of the shit job I had. That's probably why. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Because I remember I was working for that school at the time as a as an enrollment officer, and I I probably couldn't get the days off. But yeah, could be. But um, yeah, I remember that first time he said that we saw him walk because we were sitting on the stairs with Eugene and it was all of us just resting and he went, he kind of zipped downstairs and then that's when like Alan, you know, perked up was like, what the fuck and ran downstairs and went to go, went to go see him. I remember that. And I do remember uh, on the way down, we were talking about like who would fight whom. Um, I don't remember what the trip was for though. It was definitely, I think it, it was probably the Megacon the year before or something. Okay. I remember yeah. that though. I remember that one hundred percent. I just don't remember which year it was. Um, For the record, I will still say that in their prime, my dad would probably. <laughs> like I actually agree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, no disrespect towards ODG and his dad, but I think right now, for sure, my dad. Yeah, but in both of their primes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my dad. I actually, I, I, I don't know your dads very well, but looking at both your dads, I would agree with you. <laughs> I would agree with you. Yeah, I would definitely agree that uh, that Milky's dad will probably beat up um, 
OTG's dad. And, like, that's a terrible thing to say because... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Especially with me. It's like, one, it's my dad. The other one's, like, my father-in-law pretty much. So yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was hysterical. Though. I remember how that came up, and I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. And you guys were adamant about it. You're like, no, my dad will beat the shit out of your dad. Like... Well, I started joking, <laughs> like, we started joking, but then it was, like, I was trying to make him understand, like, yeah, no. take my dad, and, like, come on, have you ever shaken my dad's hand? Yeah, yeah. I agree, though, like, that was, because fu- it just kept escalating, because you were both, like, so fucking, because you both love your dad so much, and you're so prideful, and you're like, nah, fuck that, I ain't gonna back down, my dad will beat the shit out of your dad. It just, yeah. Like, I remember Paco was like, god damn it. It's, A bunch like- of 30-year-olds. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> It was fucking great, though. Um, do you have anything to say about this clip, aside from the fact that your dad will beat up his dad? <laughs> I just said it was hilarious, you know, and uh, ODG, you know, the times he's been he's been on the podcast, he always delivered. He always delivers with anything we do together, anything creatively. He always brings it, and just any any room just, like, to hang out or at a party or whatever he's in, like, he just, you know, makes the room that much better, that much brighter, and that much funnier. So I really appreciate him as a person and as someone who has has helped us creatively in the past. Yeah, for sure, dude. And has... that, that clip that clip shows like he just sat there and told stories and was funny all the way yeah. through. Agreed. Like, dude is um, dude is a talker. Dude knows how to dude knows how to make people laugh. Dude knows how to entertain people. Dude, dude can bring energy up in any room that he's in whenever he wants to. You know, like obviously when he's fucking like when he's when he's drunk as shit and he's falling asleep, that's not gonna happen. But like if he's in his in the right if he's in the right mindset, like he can definitely make you laugh. He can make sure that the energy in the room will fucking increase and people people are gonna laugh. Um, me personally, like I said, he makes me laugh. I think he's hysterical he's one of the funniest people i know and you know like like he's helped us a lot over in the past because he's he was on two shows i forgot the second one he was on the odg show which he um he wrote and performed in and then he had he had the what the con which he performed in a, a lot you know like he was has been an integral part in the youtube channel and then once we realized like just how fucking entertaining that guy is i'm like we gotta get him on the podcast he's so fucking funny he always makes me laugh yeah for sure definitely all right. Again, thank you, ODG. We appreciate you um, for supporting us, for being for being who you are. You're a great content creator, and that again, that shit was funny as hell. Yeah. All right. So the next guy has also been. I think he's been. Has he been once or twice? I think once, right? Once or I think once. So probably he, twice. Probably but. twice. I don't recall the second time. But he's, but he he's the one that breaks the 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 criteria because of how many times he's been on the YouTube channel, because um, he's been on it so many times. Uh, even before we started doing the shows, we were he was on it. Uh, I think the first time was when he was playing Steven Seagal in one of the DVD Lowdowns, which was fucking amazing. And he's, yeah. he we collaborated with him at least a couple of times on DVD Lowdown, and eventually he got his own show, uh, Vest Top Five, uh, dude. Is a dude is a great friend. Um, really knows his movies. I know that like you, you and him work together a lot on stuff. Um, and I and you know like we we can't not have him on. Like he's 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 uh, he's been a he has been a great supporter, especially on the YouTube side of it for years. So yeah, that that's why I was like, you know what, let's reach out to Vest Guy. For sure. Yeah. All right. So here is Vest Guy. 
hey, 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 dropping loads. <laughs> How are you guys doing? 300th episode. That's amazing. And how time flies, right? No, seriously, how time truly flies. It feels like it was yesterday that I was sitting there with you guys recording. And I want to say thank you for having me on that episode. And thank you for having me on this last episode. I understand that this is the last episode of the show. But I know it's not the end for the many, many journeys that both of you guys are going to go on with so many different projects and so many different goals. And I want to take an opportunity to talk about that. Goals. Now with the coronavirus, life has changed for many of us. Most of us are hunkered down, waiting for a vaccine. Many of us probably have lost a loved one. We're going through tough times. Some of us have lost their jobs. And a lot of us are just trying to find meaning in all of this. And I wanted to say that even with this new normal, as they call it, it doesn't mean that you should quit or prolong your goals. In fact, you should keep working on them. In this new normal, as they call it, it shouldn't change the aspect of how you think about things. I want to say that if you have an idea, if you have a goal, if you have a dream, whatever it is, as silly as it sounds, as much as other people may laugh, joke about it, do it. Don't let it be a dream. Don't let it be something that just simmers in your mind, you dream about it, you fantasize about it. Actually, do it. Like this podcast. This podcast has been on for nine years. And I'm sure that it started with just an idea. And look at it now, 300 episodes, nine years later. So, for all you guys out there, my recommendation, my advice, go after what you want. And I would also add, move in silence. Do those goals in silence. Don't talk about them. Don't tell people that you're going to do something. Just do it. Let them see the results. So, once again, guys, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. You guys are great, and I know you guys are going to do so much more. Peace out. Bless your hearts. Wow. Best guy's clip. Super inspirational. He was clearly very introspective when he sat down to write it. Um, yeah, I mean, fantastic advice. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, he, you know, you know, best guy is one of my closest friends and he's definitely had a rough year and, uh, you know, he is in a way better place now. I've been talking to him, but most, mostly every day or a few times a week and he, he's fine. He's on the right path. Like, you know, the world or God, whatever you want to believe in, like has thrown a bunch of shit at him this year and he's definitely pushing through and trying his hardest to come out on the other side, someone positive and someone who actually puts in more work rather than just talk about it sometimes. So, and that's what, you know, he pretty much said in his message, that's what he's trying to do himself. And that's what he wishes most people uh, would do right now. 
Yeah, I mean, really, really great advice, and I'm glad that he's working on himself to make him to just improve himself and try to get out of this funk that he's in right now. Um, and in case you guys already aren't subscribed, uh, go to his YouTube channel, El Movie Master. He took out the one, two, three, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it's El Movie Master on YouTube. Um, he has been pumping out videos like crazy. I've noticed recently. He's a uh, at least like probably like two or three a week. I don't know what his schedule is, but I know I've seen a, I've seen several over a week. I know, and I and I've been actually talking to him frequently. Like um, I when I asked him, I didn't think he was gonna do it. So uh, you were like, no, just ask him. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he did. He was like, yeah, I got you. And he did it. And he got me got me something within a few days. And like, and then we've just been chatting back and forth and he, he's apparently like a big listener of the podcast now and like so I, I remember um, recently Sean Connery passed away and I know he's a big Bond fan and I'm like dude you gotta do a video about him he's like he's like I'm already on it dude I'm like wow okay and like a couple of hours later he had a he had a he had a, he had a YouTube video on Sean Connery so this guy's working he's he, he's achieving all he's achieving his goals right now so that's gotta give him props for that he's doing his best and um, and okay. his, his best is great <laughs> Yeah, and not just with his uh, his channel. Like he's also putting in work at uh, in our channel, the Dumb Down channel. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he said he was. Gonna, he, uh, look for that. He said he was going to do one, a Dumb Down on Sean Connery. Um, if you guys haven't seen it yet, uh, the Bruce Willis one came out recently. That was great. Um, I think he that was yeah. his his baby, right? He edited, he wrote, edited, and and produced it. Yeah, yeah, he did everything on that video. Yeah, that was his baby, and he's just working the honing skills, getting better and better, man. He's just grinding, and like you said, just keep working towards your goals, and dude is really, really trying to um, work on himself and uh, provide some fucking wise words of swag right there, man. Vest guy. Yeah. Dude, he's about to take John's title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, he's been someone from the beginning like with the videos and stuff like that he was oh, yeah. always there if we, if we needed anything for like you know stupid little youtube videos yeah he was there and he would help us out and he's even written things that we've shot like short films and stuff like that, that so is true. We, we've always done things uh with him and he's always been kind of inspiring to someone to bounce ideas off uh at least with me when it comes to anything i want to do creatively so Definitely appreciate it, man, and I appreciate the fact that he sent this video and his message makes a lot of sense and it's probably something a lot of people need to hear. Yeah, right definitely. now, especially right now, everybody's stuck in, everybody's hunkered down, at least should be quarantining, and they're just there might be in a bad place. And he's just trying to make sure he's trying to help you get through it, guys. Um, but yeah, no, like you like like you said, he's been he's been a, a collaborator since the beginning when we started doing DVD lowdowns. He was the first person we had on the first uh, the first aside from Paco, I think. I don't know if Paco. No, we had him on before Paco, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like our first collaborator. He was there to, to again to play Steven Seagal, and he was there to play another another one that we we just every time we come up with dumb shit, we're like, oh yeah, Vesca, are you in? He's like, yeah, I'm in right there, and always always pull through. And uh, thank you again, um, Vest. You've been fantastic and a great friend and supporter throughout all of this. For sure. Um. Okay. The next one is uh Lionheart, whom is a very probably the most recent addition to DLP um, he has been a permanent oh no ah, wrong word he has been a semi-permanent uh, probably about 
Yeah, about, about three, four years now, right? Because he came on as the other co-host on the B team. When when, uh, when yeah. we split off, it was it was you, Benjamin Ashford Sandal, and, um, and and Lionheart. And you guys worked through it. And then when after after uh, Gad moved, he just be he just kind of we just kind of converged, and he became part of the the, the actual sh- stable. And ever since then, man, he's just been like he's just been there every time we need him. You want to be on the episode? And we don't. Uh, you want to be on the episode? Yeah, I got you. I'm on. You know. Um. Uh, and he, you know, we've been we've been friends with him for a bit. He came with us to Japan. Um. Uh. Last, last in 2018, he's just been he's been he's he's just really been there. I guess. What I mean. What else? What is what else is there to say? Um, yeah, for sure. So, this is Lionheart. Fuck. <laughs> hey there, it's Lionheart here. Uh, just gonna talk about the big news of, you know, dropping loads coming to an end, at least for now. Kind of a bombshell. And, uh, just gonna take this time to reflect. You know, it's crazy. Originally, I met, uh, Paco and Milky at a comic convention. Became friends with them. They slowly, uh, integrated me into the group. I got to meet and become friends with Gad, Pouch, SPJ, ODG, Ness. Uh, it's crazy times to go from just being a friend of you guys to actually a fan of the pod, then to move on to the you know experimental B show and then have that. Kind of get my foot into becoming a semi-regular on their show. Still can't believe that all happened. Uh, always grateful to be on the pod. Always grateful for the people who actually listened to it and thought I actually had fun and good shit to say. I will always appreciate that. Still a little bit in shock that, at least for now, you know, it's come to an end. I'm always hopeful that, you know, it'll be resurrected. You know, who knows the future. Uh, more importantly, though, I'm glad for the friendships I've built with these people that uh, I get to spend an hour or so just bullshitting with, ranting about wrestling, uh, movies, watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, weirdly being the most uh, PC member of the group. Never thought that would happen with my poor decision-making skills, like having a mullet for a year. You know, I'm gonna gonna miss this pod, but I'm happy that I still have the friends that I can hang out with from it. It's been a long, wild ride, and I wouldn't really trade it for anything. It's been a you know, thank you to all the fans. There's still uh, always a bunch of content still left over on the Dropping Loads thing, so you'll always be able to get your fix. I uh, want to thank you to uh, Milky for having me on the B Show, and also thank you to Pouch for upgrading me to a semi-regular. I really enjoyed those pods together, and I think the game show was one of the best moments, even though B-Team lost and Gad had to leave because of it. <laughs> uh now I'm just rambling. Fuck. I <laughs> uh, don't really have much else to say. It's just everybody out there, you know, keep watching weird shit. Keep enjoying comics. Keep watching wrestling. Most importantly, fuck Rob Zombie. He's never made a good movie. And fuck him. <laughs> and to all the fans, remember, stay weird. Stay spooky. Always be yourself. And even though this might be the end for now, never say never. Because who knows? Maybe we'll come back. And if we do, we'll always be better than ever. But I think it was said best in Terminator. The future is unwritten, so we make what we make of it. Well, this has been Lionheart. Out. 
So I love that you can tell that this was like four or five different recordings that he spliced together. Um, probably because, and there was a, there was, I don't know if you heard, but there was definitely a cut. But either way, obviously, I appreciate the clip and thank you, Flyingheart, for throwing that in there. Um, it, it's exactly the way you predicted. He's talking about the, the you know, episode 300 and so on. Um, I did not upgrade him to fucking semi-permanent. It was just a... It, it it was mostly you. <laughs> you were like a big cheerleader for Lionheart. You brought him on the B team, and you're just like, nah, man, Gad's going. He has to come on. I'm like, okay, he's semi permanent then. Yeah, for sure, dude. And he brought you know he brought a lot every time we did yeah. that. Uh, for like however long the B show lasted, I don't know if that was the B team was probably what like six months. Something like that, yeah. And he's right, though. The A-Team versus B-Team episode is probably one of our best episodes, without a doubt. Um, yeah. And that, you know, that was all yours. I'm going to give you credit for that. That was your brainchild. You are like, I'm going to create an off-branch of dropping loads, and then it's eventually going to converge <laughs> into a fucking Civil War podcast, and we're going to play games. I'm like, all right, sounds cool. Let's do it, you know? Yeah. It was a great little story thread that we did over the years, you know? And I give you all the credit for that, and we got Lionheart out of it, you know? It was it was fun. Like, it was one, probably one of the episodes that I actually put in the most work to. You, uh, you put in a lot of work. You created all the games because you were the neutral host but I, I i i love that episode i thought it was great like just seeing uh first of all having like six months of like two different shows coming on yeah that was a good idea that was so funny um so and, yeah go ahead no go ahead go ahead no no no, no go ahead go ahead you, let, let, let me let you finish your thought uh did you lose oh, it Did I fuck yeah you up? My bad. Okay. Well, yeah. Six months of it, um, all coming together. It was, uh, and it, it just it just made for insanely good, entertaining content. Um, so, in case you guys didn't know, a Lionheart is a self-professed scumbag, and I'm sure you heard it throughout the episodes. But he's very sentimental, dude. And like, as you can hear in the episode, he he really, really like. Uh, obviously, he really, really treasures our friendship and shit like that. So this is what I remember him telling me um, in Japan one time. I think he walked over to Milky and he's just like you know I don't think I've ever had like a, as good of friends as you guys you know and then I think you I think Milky looked at him and was like you faggot or some shit like that <laughs> and I'm just like okay that that totally <laughs> fucking like exemplifies our friendships <laughs> yeah well you know first like you know we met him recently like even just as like as far as friends goes not just podcasts like he's probably one of the most recent additions to yeah. it and uh you know from there he just fit right in and then just became like a we it became a great friend he's one of you know one of my best friends and then um just through time especially when it, when i needed to like fill in like a third person to do like uh the, the b team to like fill something in i, f I figured i needed someone else because even though I love Gad, I figured just Gad and I wouldn't work that well. There would be a lot of pauses in between the both of us. So I needed someone else, someone that would talk a lot. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, uh, you know, Lionheart always wanted to do podcasts and things like that. So I brought him in for sure because he's also a fan of podcasts. He listens to a lot of different things. And he came in and it, it fit perfectly. Like those, those B shows, those B team episodes, if you listen to them, like I feel like they almost sounded like a completely different show. They were all together for like a while. <laughs> it was like fucking. There's like no structure to anything. It was just like no idea what we would talk about. It would just be all over the place for like an hour every episode. But they were fun as hell. 
And then, you know, Lionheart always brought it. Like, he was someone that if he would tell, hey, let's podcast this day, it would, he would never tell you, oh, I can't, can we switch it? And he would never be, you know, late to anything. He would just always show up and do it. Yeah, he so, was. Um, he seemed like he was always down, and he's you know he's articulate and well spoken. And if you ask him the bullshit, he knows how to bullshit. And he knows how to do it very well. Um, and he's a content generator for sure. I just thought it was hysterical that you 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 mixed Gad and and Lionheart together. They are very different people. So I just I just loved how awkward originally it was until eventually that you guys just started getting used to each other and having fun. That was fun. That was funny to track. Yeah, because you know. Uh, that's what I like about these like podcasts and also like a group of friends. Like there are a lot, we, we have a lot of people that would never normally be friends. I feel like, and through like podcasts or just, or just group gatherings or whatever, it's just like, you just end up knowing each other and everyone just flows kind of easily. Yeah. So. It's, it's an incredibly diverse group and we all just kind of have fun and it works. Um, so yeah, thank you Lionheart yeah. for that clip. Thank you for for the years that you've been on the podcast. Um, thank you for supporting us. Uh, thank you for being for creating content with us and thank you for being a friend. Yeah, for sure. And thank you like and that story in Japan, it definitely did go that way. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> he was like cuz we were all walking in like a beautiful park in Japan. Everyone was in the front. Ham and I are in the back walking, and he Wasn't gets closer to me. He goes, you know, I had a lot of friends and a lot of people that, you know, kind of just forget about me, but I'm really glad I met you guys. Yeah. And, you know, now we're in Japan or whatever. And I couldn't help it. I knew he was being sentimental, and I, and I understood everything he was saying, and I accepted it, and I felt the same way. But I couldn't let a chance go without me making fun of it shitting so, on him because yeah, that's I, that's your guy's relationship you know <laughs> so like so, yeah he's i'm sure he laughed <laughs> yeah he's like here i am being fucking sentimental to you and that's why you gave me and i was like yeah Sorry, and, man. and that's why i know about that story because he immediately <laughs> told us right away he's <laughs> yeah. like this piece of shit right here you know what he just said to me <laughs> <laughs> I, I, wasn't it like a shrine in a park or some shit like that? It was like our first or second day over there. Yeah. It was just in a park. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. That that's Lionheart for you. Like on the surface, he's a he's a scumbag. He will shit on you. He's PC, but he doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't mean he's not gonna shit on you. You know. Like, but you know, underneath it all, he's just a big old softy. Yeah, just a fucking little teddy bear underneath that. Yeah. That and just. Uh, to, and in case you guys have forgotten, Milky and Lionheart have kissed. <laughs> I, I've been molested is what you want to say. They have had a passionate kiss in the past. I don't know. I was molested. <laughs> I know you were. I, I love the look on your face. You were just like, uh, uh, I can't believe you fucking brought that up. You were just shocked. Um, yes, I was going to bring it up. I just listened to the last episode. Um, I forgot which episode it was, but I, I just listened to the episode where he brought it up, and that was fucking hysterical. Um, yeah. Okay, so here we are. We're, we're, we're. Coming down to the final three, the the, the three main semi permanents. Um, yeah. The first one is the latest edition, aside from Lionheart. Um, 
uh, to the roster and has been on for years and years and years. Uh, obviously a fantastic supporter, always down to pod with us, bringing so much to the table. Really just kind of like, this was the next pivot point, I think. when Once we added once we added this one, it was the next pivot point and the next, and, the next, uh, and for sure what structured the rest of the podcast until today. Um, this is Meadow Ness, and that's when we realized, like, let's rotate our semi-permanence every week because with Ness on we had a we had three people and they each brought something new and different to the podcast and the moment he came on it w- we're just like boom the light uh, the light bulb went off we have what we we know what we want to do now for the rest of the fucking podcast and, 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 and unless we decided to change it but it was the structure that we established with him and it just went on until episode 299 um and he is Meadow Ness, he brought Meadow, so much Meadow to the podcast, he brought us a lot, he, a lot of people just fucking love talking to him and love talking with him about Meadow, um, oh. so yeah, this is Meadow Ness, his clip has a name, I don't know why, um, I, I, I as far as I ca- recall, that's a street name, Avenida, yeah. <laughs> Avenida de la Laguna 31, I don't know why, but I, I, I figured there was a reason why he wanted the name of that, so I left it in. That's like, I, I don't know if that's even like is that is that where he lives? Like, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. It was the, it was the title of the file. So I'm like, yeah. I, I guess he wants that name there. I mean, so that that's like 31st Laguna, uh, 31st Lagoon Avenue, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Well, I will find out. Um. <laughs> so this is Metal Nest, guys. What's up? Dropping loads. So. I guess um, this is the final, the final message that I'm gonna give to you guys. You know, this is the final episode, episode 300, I believe, right? Um, Pouch asked me to record a three-minute monologue of just me talking um, nonsense for three minutes. Uh, I honestly don't know what to say, um, you know, because I'm not good at preparing things. So I just like to do things on a whim. Life is better that way spontaneous if you plan everything nine out of ten times your plans go to shit anyways so um with that being said um i just want to one congratulate you guys on 300 episodes you know unfortunately it's the last episode but you know nonetheless you guys made it to 300 and very few podcasts achieve that you know um without running stale you know but um, I just want to say, you know, I'm very proud of you guys for, you know, keeping it that long. And I also am very thankful for you guys to bring me in, to have brought me in um, to your, you know, to your podcast family. And, uh, you know, allow me to be part of your, your, your show from once in a while, you know, from time to time. Um, you know, it was really fun. We had great times. We had many laughs. You know, many stories, uh, a lot of ridiculousness, and, um, you know, I'm going to miss it. I'm not going to miss it a lot, um, even though I I only heard, I only listened to the episodes I was on, really, because, you know, I mean, that's, that's all that really matters. You know, Ness, metal, come on. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I am, I am going to miss listening to you guys um, spew the bullshit from time to time. Um I hope everything works out, you know, in your future endeavors. And, you know, maybe one day we could have a reunion podcast and things will be fun again, you know. 
Um, I don't know what else to say, to be honest with you, man. Um, I'm not really good at goodbyes. I usually just disappear and then that's it. You know, I, I like to do Irish goodbyes. Just fucking disappear and that's it. That's all you, you don't need, you don't need me to say goodbye. But, um, yeah, you know, it was, we had some good times. Um, but every, every good thing has to come to an end, you know, so we just, we, we should just be fortunate for the times we had, the laughs that we had and, uh, look forward to the future because, you know, the horizon always brings something new and something exciting. Um, yeah, um, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to give you three minutes. So, pouch, suck it. Just deal with what I gave you. <laughs> I wish you guys the best. Uh, I want to thank all the fans. Oh, shit, I already did three minutes. <laughs> Would you look at that? <laughs> I wish you guys the best. Um, I want to say thank you to all the listeners that, you know, have um, supported you guys and, and listened to me rant about random shit. And, um, you know, just thank you. Um, from the bottom of my heart I just want to say thank you to all and keep it brutal keep it metal stay true to yourself and stand up for what's right even though the world may say you're wrong but if you feel that you're right in your heart just stay true to yourself alright we love dropping loads that was shitty anyways you get the gist peace out motherfuckers (laughs) Okay, that was Metal Ness. Um, Metal Ness. Dude has been through a lot over the last couple of years. I'm sure we've tracked some of it. You know, he's been through so much shit. And, like, he's thankfully came out of that uh, so much better, obviously, in a really fantastic place. If you guys don't follow him on social media, you'll find that he's lost a ton of weight from his gastric bypass. And he's just in... He's just, like... Let's just say he's, like probably over 200% better than he was uh, two years ago. You know, like, he's improved so much, and he's a big inspiration to a lot of people right now, especially Ryan, who's, who's you know, admitted in the last, in, in that clip. Um, so, yeah, like, g- fantastic dude. He's been on since, like, episode 80 when we had Mia Khalifa on, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, and he's just been killing it ever since, giving us so much great content, lots of laughs, uh, bringing on a lot of other people that probably wouldn't have listened because of the metal content, you know, like people really connected with what he had to say about metal. And then uh, and then later on, he became like a beacon of inspiration for the shit he was going through and how he was finally able to just overcome all of it, like all the adversity, all the shit that life threw at him. He was able to overcome all of it. And now he's on the other side better than ever. Um, so yeah, big thank you to Metal Ness for being on for so long, for helping us fully, uh, f- fully understand what we wanted out of the show, and then for um, being an inspiration to so many people. Yeah, and delivering every time he was on, it would be fun, laughing about bullshit, and then he would always pull some metal shit out of his ass somehow. If he didn't pair, he would just you know bring something up. So he was always there for that, and like on top of that, on a personal level, like. Ness was one of the first people I met in this country. Like when I, I when I was in middle school in sixth grade, and I came from Argentina in school, he was the one translating for me because I didn't speak English. So 
you know, he's always been there. He's always been a friend to me, you know, on and off. Sometimes we don't talk for a while, but he means a lot to me and always will, especially like, you know, the job I have and the job I had for the last six years is all thanks to him. And a lot of things I'm doing in my life are all thanks to him. So he brought a lot of opportunities and I really appreciate him a lot. Yeah. Regardless of me saying it often or not, I've told him before sometimes, but it was a while ago. But I always appreciate him and always will. Yeah. Regardless of us not talking as often as you know we should, or you know sometimes life gets in the way and we don't. But you know Ness has done a lot for the show, and Ness has done a lot for me personally. personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, because you're really judgy about people's Spanish, what did you think of his Spanish back in middle school? I, well, his Spanish is good. Like his Spanish is re- is really good. Oh, okay. But it just has a different it's yeah. a different accent because yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's from Nicaragua. Okay. But that like his Spanish was good at the time. I thought it was weird because I never heard Nicaragua so many different Spanish. like accents. Yeah. So. Okay. But uh, other than that, his Spanish is good, so I understood him perfectly. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, yeah. F- obviously, off the podcast, Ness has been a fantastic friend as well. Uh, he and I connect on a lot of things, especially like you know having uh, depression as well as the weight thing. But you know, I'm I'm gonna lose that too soon because look how much weight he's fucking losing. But yeah, we we both connected on that a lot, and we we've been able to confide in each other about various things that only he and I understand. You know, like so yeah. Again, thank you, Ness. Thank you for everything, and we're so glad that you were part of the podcast. For sure. Thank you very much. Love you, dude. Next one is uh, someone you're very close with. Um, I think you are, right? <laughs> uh, can we can we skip this one? I don't know. I, I was th- thinking about whether or not we really wanted this one on, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. But I don't. I, I kind of don't want to listen to it. <laughs> I mean, like, I I have been. I've known her more than longer than anybody else on this list. Aside from Steve, um, I've known her since high school, and she's the reason why I know you and everybody else. Uh, she's my best friend, and she obviously has been on the podcast multiple times. Uh, does, loves everything that we do. Um, it, it has been on the podcast since the beginning. Like I, I remember her being on episode twelve in the chaos that is episode twelve. Was it twelve? The one with um the, the one about Dark Knight Rises, uh, and she has probably yeah. And she obviously has c- come on. Eventually became semi permanent her own right. Um, we gave her a name that she hated at first, but now embraces because it's on her fucking Amazon packages, and um. <laughs> And, you know, like, has been on plenty of the things we've shot and recorded over the years. Yeah, that obviously, there's only one girl semi-permanent. And the one girl that every that the girls look for. Because, like, girls are, girls are like that. Whenever they listen to a podcast and it's all dudes, they're like, fuck this shit, you know? But when they hear a girl, they're like, okay, I connect with her. So she she is our key into the female demographic. We're talking about Paco, <laughs> <Yeah>. of course. <laughs> my, one of, my best friend, Paco, and um, your 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 partner (laughs) yes all right let's get into this hey my dudes it's paco and i said this year couldn't get any worse fuck you 2020 nah i did have a great time doing this podcast though has it really been eight years i feel like it was just yesterday we were cramped up in milky's old carpet stained bedroom recording stuff like shit because milky's mom served each of you guys a plate of latin food despite milky saying no that's one of the first episodes has a bunch of dudes just chewing in front of a guitar hero mic. 
True. Jesus Christ. Remember the terrible gear you started with? PVC pipe mic stands that were painted black because white was way too cheap for us? Like, that made a difference. We can audibly hear Milky's voice change through the years while he finally got treatment for his shit. Remember when we had to yell at Panda because he decided to have a whole side conversation with Eugene in front of the mics while we recorded? What an idiot. At least we have hours of Eugene's laughter to go through whenever we can't stand this realm without him any longer. It's a good thing we got recordings of his character before he fully became that party-chasing alcoholic. I've always been thankful for that. Was that too real? Fuck it. His fault for yeeting himself off the highway, I guess. I miss you, you jackass. We made some good friends out of this, too. I wouldn't have met Lionheart if I wasn't passing out flyers at conventions. And now I can't fathom my life without that asshole. I still have one of those flyers saved somewhere knowing all good things come to an end. When Yaa told me this was ending, I felt like Ivan the Terrible in that painting where he kills his son. That one by Ilya Repin? I butchered it. Now I understand it's not really that morbid. We're just moving on, growing up. Life's changed and our focus has shifted to accommodate that. It's not negative, it just is. The podcast is older than our fucking dog. That's mental. What the fuck am I going to do with all this information? Interact with people outside of our group? Make new friends and shit? Fuck it, I'll just get back on Twitter. Eh, most of my dates and info info was wrong anyways. I don't know why you guys listen to me. Peace out, my bitches. Tweet, tweet me, buy my shit, or just reach out if you need to talk to someone. I'm actually a good listener and I'd rather deal with someone else's messy bits than fix my own. My handle is unearthme underscore. Same shit for Instagram. Thanks for always dealing with my shit pouch. Sorry we always fought. Paco out. You can finally get rid of that fucking stupid nickname. I thought you said she liked her nickname. She does. That's just fucking for the for the recorder, <laughs> dude. Um, that was super sentimental and actually very well written. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know she wrote that? Because she told me. Because <laughs> she told me. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Was this one of the ones you pre-listened to? No. Not at all. So, what do you think of that uh, recording? I just told you what I thought of it. I thought it was actually really, really well written, very sentimental. Um, uh, she obviously had to invoke Eugene, and uh, and she completely fucking outed uh, Panda. In, in case you guys didn't know, what literally she just mentioned was the reason why he got banned. that was a hundred percent the reason why he got banned and i wasn't gonna throw him under the bus but she's like fuck it (laughs) it's true that that is what he did he decided to have a side conversation in the middle of recording an episode yep and he didn't feel bad about it so what do you think about this clip you've been awfully quiet Uh, about it (laughs) yeah well you know i heard it before because i was in the room when she recorded it so um Again, she's been one who, whenever we needed anything, any female on a sketch or any female in any video, she would always be down, regardless of it not being something she cared to do. You know what I mean? She was always stepped up. The same thing with the podcast. Like, we needed someone else, so she jumped in. So she was always there ready to do anything we wanted, regardless of it being her shit or not or something she cared too much about. She always supported what we wanted to do, and she always helped us achieve what we wanted to do. And to this day, whenever I do anything, she's the first person who sees it and who, you know, tells me I like this, I don't like this, whatever. So I'm always be happy for her contribution to anything uh, creative that I do. Yeah, for sure. Um, Obviously, day one supporter. 
um, aside from our next clip. Day one supporter. Everything we do, she's been on it. She's been um, incredibly uh, helpful and um, just... Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, it's a, a day one supporter, inc incredibly helpful and supportive throughout all of the eight years that we've been doing this. YouTube, whether it be YouTube or the podcast, uh, she loves it just as much as we do. She's um, she's one of basically one of the co-founders um, of it as well. We don't give her enough credit. We shit on her all the time, but she is a very important part of the podcast. And no, not just the podcast, everything. Yeah, for sure. The last one, of course, we had to save it for last. He is by far the funniest person I know, the funniest person on the podcast, and I hate to say it, but several people's favorite semi-permanence because he is controlled chaos in personified. Like, he, yeah. you, you literally cannot predict what he's going to say or what he's going to do in any given point in time. He is a fucking hurricane ready to destroy your fucking mind um, at any point in time. Uh, also, a day one fucking supporter. He was on on episode one and not at episode zero because he was busy. The moment he <laughs> found that we were doing it, he's like, okay, I'm on. Episode one, he was on and he's been on ever fucking since. So, just like Paco, he is a day one supporter and basically another co-founder of everything one of our biggest supporters and one of our best friends uh everything we do he's always down he's always ready to jump on the podcast always ready to jump on to do anything we do on the youtube channel one of my favorite things he's ever done was brad on hipster way and then now he and i uh, have a show together um what am i playing what am i watching and you guys all know him. There was even a bit with fucking Pure BS where like they were like hashtag free SPJ because they loved him so much. Uh, Heno is a big fan of his as well. It, it, it is, of course, SPJ, semi-permanent John, the man that nobody understands except for Milky. And this was specifically requested by Milky to be the last one. Yes. <laughs> Only because I wait, I have not listened to it. Nobody other has. Other than other than Paco's, because that's the one that um, I was there when she recorded it. I never listened to any of these clips before, but I have an idea of what SPJ's uh, clip is. That's it. Okay, I don't know anything about it. All I know is that he was super hype. And he said he actually edited himself. Edited it himself. So, mind you, this is the man that came up with the Don Francisco Promise Historia. So, let's see what he what we're in for here. All I know is that he was super hype, and I am too. Let's let's do this. Hey, what's up? It's your boy SPJ. Now, your boy wanted to bring you a story that has a lot of passion, a lot of heart. So I found one for you guys, and it's gonna be some story time with your boy SPJ. And you know your boy always brings you those a certified hood classic. So without further ado, <laughs> let's get into that story. Beautiful Heart's Exquisite Love by Limpy Biscuit. <laughs> Hello people, my name is Limpy Biscuit. I had the pleasure of meeting Mudahar and having sex with Mudahar. It was an amazing experience, very exquisite. I always loved Mudahar from his troll pasta videos to his dank web series. His voice is just heaven. Every time I hear that voice, I went to masturbate. Every time I see his sexy face, I go fuck my anime pillow. Every time his videos upload, I giggle out of excitement. 
I want to meet him so bad. Today is the day I got to meet him. I was shopping at Walmart for some groceries. When all of a sudden, I see him. It was like an angel appearing right before my eyes. Mudahar, my senpai. He is everything I had wanted. I approached him and said, Mudahar? He looked at me with he looked at me with a weird face and said, "Yes, <laughs> you're my fair YouTuber. I can't believe I ran into you." Yeah, I get that all the time, my child. He replied. He called me his child. I felt such warmth in my soul. He seems to notice my pleasure of meeting him. What can I do for you? Said Mudahar. As he gazed his angelic eyes into mine. <laughs> I don't know. I just ran into you, I replied. Maybe there was a reason why you ran into me. He said as he brushed my hair. Me feeling <laughs> horny all of a sudden. I said. Wanna come to my place? He said. Okay, my child. We get to our place. I placed my groceries on the table. He offered help, but I have refused. Only for him to rub all over my body. It felt so good. My sensei, Mudahar. Rubbing all over me, I was in heaven. He then takes to my couch and pins me onto it. Are you really doing this? My sensei, Mudhar, is having sex with me. Ooh, yeah. He breathes heavily on my back, my neck, and thrusts into me. Thrust. Fuck, man, this guy's not a spell. As he thrusts into me, it hurts, but it feels so good. My butthole is filled with his cum. He screamed in his native language as he nutted. It's my turn. I stuck my penis inside of him, thrusting my everlasting life into him. He screamed, yes, yes, yeah. And right when I was about to squirt him, my girlfriend came home. She was shocked, shocked to see Mudahar in the house. We had a threesome. She too was enjoying Mudahar's cock. This was the best day of my life. <laughs> Until I found out that it was all a dream. What a disappointment. I was so angry, I dumped my girlfriend, and when I found... Oh boy, this guy, this, this man needs to fucking learn. He's like grammar or some shit. <laughs> That's when I found out my new objective. I gotta find my senpai. The end. Beautiful. Oh Fucking gosh, that beautiful. was insane. <laughs> Just so you guys are aware, that music is on the track. He put Moonlight Sonata underneath him as he fucking narrated a gay, uh, a gay fucking sex story. Fan <laughs> fiction about a YouTuber. Do you know who Mudahar is? I've never heard of him before. I don't know who that is. Probably um, some anime. Or... Yeah, I guess so. But that was. <laughs> Wow. <laughs>
leave, <laughs> leave it to SPJ to bring something like that out, dude. Yeah, certified okay. gang shit. So between this and Panda, which ones do you prefer? Close race. I gotta say close. <laughs> but I would say SPJ for sure. <laughs> yeah, that was a good call on making him the last one because that's a good one to end on. Holy shit, that was in- <laughs> insane. Oh my god, SPJ. He doesn't even say goodbye to anybody. He's just like, I'm just gonna read a gay fanfic. And that's it. Not even like, thank you for listening. Just like, y'all know, it was all a dream. And my new life, my new purpose in life is to find this motherfucker. Oh god. Yeah, I did. Well, it's like, for a while, he was like, I don't know, what am I supposed to do these three minutes? I don't know. I don't know what to do. And I was just like, I don't know, man. Just read some fanfiction or some shit. And then he fucked. Fucking went on and did it. <laughs> I can't believe he he just listened to that one fucking piece of advice, dude. But yeah, well, it was it was a great idea. Like he killed it. <laughs> As usual, SPJ brings it, makes us laugh our asses off. Um, you are never disappointed with the SPJ episode, and again, <laughs> he just fucking knocks it out of the park once more. That's one of the things I'm definitely going to miss is being able to sit down and wonder what the fuck SPJ is going to say in that episode. Yeah. And, you know, you should have seen it coming with all that talk about hentai video games that he's been at lately. So, yeah, you should have seen some weird fan fiction coming. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was John planting the seeds for the, the for the season finale. <laughs> yeah. So he even like he even downloaded an app that is specifically for people to read other people's fan fiction. Oh to to find this yeah that's commitment i couldn't even watch fight club but he did that (laughs) exactly and that's probably not the only one he read he probably went through several of them (laughs) to find this one spj man he never ever disappoints once more man day one supporter never disappoints always brings the content i just wish we had some more wise words of swag but if you heard episode 299 that was a good set of that was a good um a good his last parting wise words of swag were pretty fucking good so go back to listen to 299 for that yeah. um yeah once again one of um what are you basically one of our best friends day one never stopped helping never stopped supporting never stopped bringing the fucking content thank yeah, you SPJ. killed it from the beginning and he's always there it you know sometimes most of the time with the semi-permanence we will have him like you know one you know, each semi-permanent will be, like, in a different week. But if we, you know, another one couldn't make it, SBJ would always be the one to just jump in. And then, you know, kills he it. was always there. Yeah, kills yeah, it. He had his trilogy. He yeah. has his, his wall, man. He had so many ideas that he brought to the table. The Don Francisco Promise, which is something that even Heno uh, brought up. Something that we probably haven't talked about on the podcast in, like, seven years. Yeah, like... So. It- it's just like all of our best fucking jokes, all of our best moments, um, usually have something to do with SPJ. Yes. Yeah. For sure, it's a content generator. Yeah, he did. He is man. Like you can think about two fifty when when we did this the the semi permanence episode. He fucking he just had, um, uh, Metal Ness and uh, and Paco totally fucking puzzled. Uh, a team versus B team. He killed it. He he's he was he declared victory even though we were we we had such an abysmal fucking uh, run throughout the entire fucking uh, uh, set of games. Um, episode two hundred and fifty. 
when he nailed it and with that fucking clutch Harry Potter spell that I couldn't even remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some of uh, you know the, the again the Wallman stuff, the pre sequel trilogy shit like that. Like he's almost all of our best stuff is tied to him, except for Mia Khalifa. He, that he's still salty as shit about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except for Mia Khalifa, but yeah, SBJ. I, I bet he would have fucking frozen like a little bitch. I, yeah. I know he would have. <laughs> just like when he froze every time we met fucking the lead singer of Storm. Yeah. So I, I, he could talk shit all he wants, yeah. but I knew he was fucking going to freeze. He was going to freeze. Like, that's one of, again, another fantastic moment. We were, we were podcasting in the car on the way back from the concert, right? Yeah. And another great moment, and like... And it, it's that moment of him and and and, uh, and Metal Ness fucking freezing when we see Christopher Bowles across the street. And I'm like, go, go talk to him. And they're just like, they literally froze, physically froze in place because they couldn't bring themselves to go say hi. Yeah. Um, you know, and then yeah. and then eventually, like probably like a year or two later, when we went to see um, SPJ and I, I don't know if you went. We went to see Elstorm down here in Miami. Yeah, I was there. I took yeah. the, I took the picture. Yeah, like we were the ones that had to ask because SBJ was like afraid to ask for yeah. the picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, that's 100. That's exactly what happened. Uh, yeah. Christopher Bowles is hanging out and he, I'm like, SBJ, go ask, go ask. He's like, uh, and I was just like, fuck it, let's go ask. And we asked him. He's like, yeah, fuck yeah. And I took the picture. I took like three yeah. pictures. There you go, man. SPJ again one knocks it out of the park the the I don't want to say it because I don't want to show favoritism but it's definitely one of the best clips amongst these uh, 12 that were submitted to us yeah very you know it took a lot of effort he asked me to use a computer one day to edit something I knew he was editing this but I just didn't know what kind of uh, fire he was bringing you know <laughs> oh man SPJ SP fucking J certified hood classic <laughs> <laughs> he even did a drop and everything yeah. dude. he, he overproduced <laughs> the shit out of this everybody just recorded on their phones gad literally just submitted an old fucking clip that he recorded in, in his pocket like two years yeah, ago yeah. <laughs> gad submitted an accidental butt dial and then <laughs> SPJ. produced a whole podcast by himself yeah <laughs> uh, but we have come to the end do you have any more anything else to say about spj here uh nothing he's just great all-around friend and also big supporter and it's always been there for like you know since the beginning essentially he's there he's almost a permanent that's how much he's been on yeah. the shit so yeah. and and yeah it's like i kind of like if we ever come back this needs to be a segment of him reading fan fiction. <laughs> With Moonlight Sonata underneath every time? Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I know he's one of your best friends. You've known him for like, what, 15 years or something like that? Yeah, like He and I have gotten super close over the last few years because we, we like going out to eat. We like going out to Korean barbecue and then watching K-pop and then eventually creating a show around it. Like, he's... Yeah, dude, uh, dude brings it. Content generator, um, probably one of our best uh, co-hosts on the podcast. Yeah, so here it is, episode three hundred. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I think we did. Um, very For long, sure. very very long, two and a half hours. Um, Longest episode probably. Literally the long. I don't know. Do you? I, I, do you remember how long episode one hundred was? That clusterfuck live stream. 
that wasn't long, but that was probably two hours tops. Yeah. So this is the longest episode. We gave it to you guys, episode 300. Milky's mom, you, I hope you're happy with this uh, supersized episode. The last one, we had to make it run long so that we leave a lasting impact. Um, so yeah, there was another ulterior motive for wanting to ask everybody for clips like this because yeah, although we we we, we thought about all the 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 funny implications of having people just sit and talk into their to their microphone or their or their uh, or their um or their phones or whatever like or whatever and trying to come up with something to say, um, the other thing was that like even though we're done for the time being, you won't hear from us at all. But we. We just had an idea. We just thought, why don't we just... No one wants to hear of us. Nobody cares what we have to say. But we want to say... We want to talk about shit. We want to have a podcast. We just did. Like, it was. it's as simple as that. And all it took was a computer, Guitar Hero mics, and PVC pipe mic stands. That's all it took. And that's how we started out. And, and, a, and you know, we plugged we plugged everything in through USB. And obviously, with te- with the way technology is now, you don't even need all of that. Because most of these people use their phones, so the point of, of ha- the other point of having everybody record their little clips is to show that literally anybody can have a podcast. Anybody can start one, record it, and just put it out there. And that's what most of these people did just now. All little mini podcasts, especially Gad, because it was a conversation between him, uh, Devon, and ODG, high as fuck, talking about Yu-Gi-Oh cards in the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise. Um, so yeah. All of these people just kind of created their own little mini podcast. I mean, like, ODG alone could easily host his own podcast because he, 10 minutes of captivating stories, like, right there, just two, just two stories had us, had us completely, um, interested, enthralled, and laughing our asses off. Everybody here, as well as you guys listening, can just start a podcast on your own if you have something to say. Even if it's three minutes on how to kill plants, you know, everybody. Can do a podcast even if you have nothing to say but you always wanted to do it you could just do it just do it just like just like lionheart said i'm not lionheart just like vest guy said if you have goals just achieve them just push towards them and do it and do it quietly if you want to just do it so yeah exactly and i can't wait for the panda show whenever that comes out a you know two hour episodes each week and (laughs) maybe Maybe we'll finally find out if he fixed his car. <laughs> uh, you know, it's riveting shit. People want to know. People want to get to know him. And I think the Panda Show will be something that, you know, probably bigger than the Joe Rogan experience in the future. Yeah, it'll probably be a lot of, um, hmm, uh, what what else, what else, Um, I'm good, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, that's probably going to be like, of the two hours, that's probably going to be like an hour of it for sure. He could call it the What Else Podcast. <laughs> I know you're going to be producing the shit out of it. I know you're excited to get to work with him on that after this ends. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. All right. So um, thank you to literally everybody who's ever supported us and helped us. We may have forgotten you. I'm sorry if we have. It, you know, after eight years and 300 episodes, it's hard to keep track of literally everybody. But if you have, yeah. you, you know you were a part of it. Just look back and you and we know. just know that we are incredibly grateful to everything you've done for us, for supporting us along the way, whether it be through the podcast or through the YouTube um, any it, or just being our friend and, and, and telling us like, yo, look, 
keep going keep going keep going we're grateful to you as well everybody here on the uh, that were that submitted a clip ryan steve devon panda steven gad odg vest guy lionheart metal nest paco and sbj i love you to death for always being there for us especially the semi-permanence um we would not have ever made it to 300 without your help definitely yeah um thank you milky for starting for starting this podcast with me i remember just sitting in your room one day i'm like i want to start a podcast and you're like yeah let's do it so and here we are eight years later doing our 300th episode just because you're like let's let's chase a whimsy let's just decide to do a podcast even though we did not know what we wanted to do we did not know what we wanted to talk about you know so thank we you didn't for- even know what the podcast was yeah so. literally episode zero is us trying to figure it out what the fuck we wanted to do do with it you know <laughs> yeah so don't go back and listen to that that's a terrible episode <laughs> horrible yeah so yeah i mean that every thank you milky for helping me um uh, sup- uh going through this and starting this incredibly stupid um idea and just moving forward with it for so long yeah no and the same goes for you because if i never because you know i thought about doing it for sometime but i never saw it as a possibility because you know no one else brought it up to me the moment you did it was like fuck it why not like we're both huge podcast fans so might as well fucking do something and we did something that lasted almost nine years Mm -hmm. so yeah thank you as well and not just for that like all the videos we've done and everything like you've always been there uh supporting and just saying yeah sure let's fucking do whatever those stupid idea i had or you had we just figure out how to do them and we got them done yeah Mm. Yeah, I mean, you were the one running uh, the one-man show behind the YouTube for a long time, producing, editing, directing, shooting, all of that was on you for the last three, four years of the of the YouTube channel, so that's a big thank you for putting up with me and the SPJ talking about K-pop for two years and shit like that. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's, uh, it's been fun. I'm glad we did it. No regrets whatsoever. It, um, I will never forget um, how much fun we've had uh, over the years and i hope you guys feel the same way milky's mom henno and uh the other non-existent people who listen ryan that's about it ryan maybe ryan sometimes he has a family so he can't always listen (laughs) what do you mean you could probably listen to us in between fucking baby metal it's not like there's that many fucking songs (laughs) yeah fair enough but the thing is that he can listen to baby metal with his kids he can't listen to us with his kids why are we censored around his kids i don't like that how would he do that? I don't. No. Se- I don't send him censored episodes to listen to. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like he's censoring us around his kids. He just doesn't play us around his kids. That's censorship. Yes, he's censoring us. That's fucked up, dude. Kids will learn the words they want to learn eventually. All right, fuck it. Ryan's cut out of this podcast, right? Might as well <laughs> teach them early. All right. I'm sure there's a little curse here and there in Baby Meadow, but they haven't realized it yet because it's, like, heavily accented in English. Yeah, or in Japanese. But then again, I doubt they would even curse because aren't they, like, fucking 14-year-olds? When they first started, yeah. But doesn't mean you can't curse at 14. I was cursing at 14. No, you weren't. Shut up. (laughs) Liar. I remember I was little pouch eating Twinkies and saying fuck, you know? You you didn't say fuck. I did say say fuck. You probably said Frick. At 14? Frick. Are you kidding me? Frick. Yeah, at 14, no, you'd be like, Frick, no. I was, Frick I, this, man. I was definitely saying fuck. 
You're like, frick this, man. That's, that was, that's my impression of you at 14. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> that sounds nothing like me. Um, <laughs> uh, you have really made yourself laugh with that one. <laughs> yeah, like, frick you, man. Frick this. Like, I, I always remember that time that, like, some guy almost hit you on the road going to, like, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yeah. and, and you were, like, you just, like, stuck your middle finger up and you were, like, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> And then the guy, like, followed you and fucking parked. Like, Angle was, like, wanting to fight or some shit. Yeah, he wanted to fight, but you and Serge were in the car at the same time. So, like, at the time, so we both came out. We All three of us came out, and he's, like, and he backed up while cursing us out. And then he looked to the side, and there were cops at the Duncan right next door. So he's, like, all right, all right, this ain't over. And he just drove away like a fucking idiot. I always remember that, because, like, he almost hit you, and then he he acted like it was your fault, yeah. and then you just, like, blew up, like, yeah. middle finger and everything. You're like, yeah. fuck you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so funny to me just to see you, like, jump to that out of nowhere. <laughs> That's called road rage, but yeah. I don't I do not do that anymore. Just in case, for your information, I don't do that anymore. I, I learned my lesson, because, <laughs> yeah. because if Serge and Milky are in the car, and I pop out of the car, and this guy has a bat to me, because I said, fuck you, I'm fucked, you know? <laughs> So I don't do that anymore. It was like a big, bald, fresh out of prison white guy, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he backed up the moment he saw Serge and Milky pop out of the car. A random guy, Serge, is what it used to be called. And then, and like, he, he's just so dumb. Like, there's literally a donut shop next door with cops. And he, he thinks he wants to try to fight me for something as dumb as that. But whatever. That happened, and I learned my lesson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was that the last time you did that? Yeah. That was the last really? time I did that. Yeah. That was the last time I did that. <laughs> you know, because, like, I have my fucking dumbass brother on the side saying, like, yo, that means he's in the area, and if you if you decide to park somewhere and he's close by, he's going to fuck you up. Now that, that now that Milky and Serge aren't in the goddamn car with you, I'm just like, oh, shit. <laughs> you believe your brother? Of course I did. I was an idiot. <laughs> I, I would never forget your words, dude. Fuck you, asshole. And you, like, pronounce both of them, like, fully. You're like, fuck you, asshole. I even drag the hole. And I never forget. And you put your middle finger up. Yeah. No, that was road rage. It won't happen again. I'll tell you that. I still have road rage, but I don't confront people like that anymore because I don't have any weapons in the car. Yeah. Um, I actually. I'm the opposite. I never have road rage. Everyone else in the car with me always does, and I, I, I don't want driving at all. Yeah, on the opposite side of that, if I have somebody in the car, I don't have road rage at all, surprisingly. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I, nev- I never do. I drive like a grandma. <laughs> well, you're a safe driver, and that's all that matters. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Here Knock we on go. wood. Knock on wood. So here we are, 300 episodes. Time to close it out. Last episode... Uh, we love you guys for helping us and supporting us and listening to us for the last eight, nearly nine years, and it's been fun. Yeah, thank you to anyone who's ever listened, and sorry if this shit is over for you, but maybe one day we'll come back. But again, start your own fucking podcast, man. Fill the void. We exactly. this, this whole, The whole point of the last two and a half hours is to prove to you guys that you can do it too, so... Start your own podcast and sh- sh- uh, hit me up. Let me know about it and I'll listen to it, man. It's awesome. Yeah, if, if Panda can do it, you can do it. If Panda can do it, a minute and a half, you can do it too. Yes. Tell me what you're watching. Tell me that your car needs <laughs> fixing. Tell me that we're in a pandemic. You know, those are all crucial things that people need to hear and people want to hear. And that's how they get to know you. So, yeah. 
we, we should probably do the uh, one episode of the Panda Show and drop it in the feed after we quit. That's not a bad idea, but I <laughs> don't know how much work I want to put into that. So that may or may not happen, guys. Don't bank on it yet. <laughs> the, pa- the Panda Show. You could be Panda's sidekick on the show. I, I, I don't know about that now. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, again, that may or may not happen. Do not bank on it. Like This is just... We shall see. Panda is a good friend, but I don't know if I can tolerate that. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's it, dude. It's over, huh? Yep. Do we, do we even have to say the closing state, the, the closing thing we always say? It sounds like you really don't fucking want to. Of course we have to. But it's the last episode. So they can still check it out. We could just grab it from an old one and uh, put it in there. Uh, you really don't want to fucking do it, do you? <laughs> so, all right, so... Anything and everything we talked about, you can find at DropLunch.com. You can follow us on Twitter at DropLunchPC. And like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DropLunchPodcast or by searching DropLunch Productions on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram at DropLunch. And please go check out the YouTube channel. It's YouTube.com slash DropLunchP. That's DropLunch in the letter P. And also check out the other YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash DumbDown. And that YouTube channel's Instagram at DumbDownYT. Um, we're also on two internet radio stations, uh, the Mix Talk, the MIXX.FM. We're played at Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. We're also on Cornucopia Radio, the C-O-R-N-U-C-O-P-I-A hyphen radio, the code UK. We're played randomly once throughout the week, so hopefully one day you just happen to tune in and listen to us. Uh, we're on the BS Podcast Network, run by the dudes at Pure BS Podcast, um, or the former Pure BS Podcast. Uh, you can find the BS Podcast Network.com or the Patreon, patreon.com slash BS Podcast Network. Um, just so you guys know, I think think we're gonna keep most of these uh, going up until at least december um i can't promise you when and you know we should have that plan for the episode 300 but fuck it who cares um so yeah uh and and uh don't forget the don francisco promise historia for the low low price of a dollar fifty on dropping those podbean.com that's there will be something going on with that very, very soon. If you are following any of our social medias, you will find out very, you will find out about it. And it's, I think it's going to be big. You, you, you guys will be happy about it. If you know, Milky's mom will be happy about it. Um, yeah, so, for sure. She probably can't wait. So for the last time, uh, we love dropping loads. You want to say it too? <laughs> we love dropping loads. All right. Goodbye. Steven here, co-owner of the BS Podcast Network. I really hope that you're enjoying this podcast that you're listening to. It is on the BS Podcast Network. Speaking of the BS Podcast Network, why don't you head on over to patreon.com slash BS Podcast Network and donate something. Donate a dollar, you can get our bonus episodes. Donate three dollars, you can get some stickers. Uh, five, ten, fifteen, we have a whole bunch of really cool things that can go straight to you, straight to your doorstep if you give us a little bit of that sweet cash. And this money, 
It's not going in my pocket. It's not going in anybody's pocket. It's going right back to this podcast and other podcasts just like it on this network. Uh, when we reach a certain amount of money, I believe it's $200, we're going to start helping our podcast fund their fees so they don't have to put any money out of their pockets either. So if everybody out there who's listening to this just, just donates $1, maybe a little bit more, that means these shows can keep on going with no threat of putting anyone in the poorhouse, which nobody wants, ever. So please go to patreon.com slash BS Podcast Network and throw down just a few dollars. Thank you and enjoy this show. <laughs>